Hello and welcome to the second episode of the podcast that I don't know the name of that I am going to call the Noah Floyd Show today. I am outside my house right now. I just got done recording this podcast with my boy Logan, but I'm out here sitting in the cold in this van. Um, don't want to disturb anyone inside. It's pretty late. So I'm doing it out here. You might notice the mic quality is a little different today. We used a real mic instead of, you know, some phones. Uh, don't know if it actually turned out well. The mic, I think, is meant for just one person to be speaking into, not two people from different positions. But it, if I edit it, maybe it'll sound sound okay. Um, what else, man? Who's Logan? Logan's been my friend since, I don't know, fifth grade. And there's been no looking back since, I guess. Uh, we talk a lot about our feelings in this episode, and I think you'll get that vibe. It's a very different drift than the last episode with my boy Vic. Uh, Vic and I have a, a different relationship where there's a little more comedy in our conversations. But with Logan, it's it can vary. And today, we opened up. And... I think you all will appreciate that. There's a lot of name dropping in this episode, so if you didn't grow up with me and you're someone I know, maybe from school, there's going to be some people referenced that I hope I gave the necessary info to understand the topic during. Um, also, if you're listening to this and you're someone who was name dropped, we love you. You grew up with us. You're our friends. Uh, I don't really want to say too much more. I had a great time during this. It's late, it's cold. And I think we should just get to it. Let's go. I don't know how I'm feeling. A couple of days ago, I was running on the cross-country course. And you know, I just... I saw some old men in their 40s. Well, not old, but they're in their 40s. And I just like... Were they playing disc golf? They weren't playing disc golf, and I ended up getting mad at them just because they were chopping down the course. Well, they weren't chopping down, like, live trees, but they were taking dead trees is what they said. Are they even affiliated with, like, the school or the park or anything? Well, after I started talking with them, I don't really know. I mean, they said the mayor gave us permission to come out the here. The mayor and... has zero yeah. authority to do anything. He's a, he's a fearhead that makes bad decisions. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like you have to get contracted to do that anyway. I, I don't know. I guess it really wasn't the point. It was just didn't feel good just yelling at some 40-year-old people. And I You mean, actually yelled at them. I, I was sort of like digging into them and making them feel bad because like it's a cross-country course that they just like sort of turned into like their own disc golf course because they wanted one. I mean, but I mean, like, I, I feel like they feel like they're doing something good for the community, putting in a disc golf course. No, they're not. They're making Belton have less of a cross country team than we have anyway. <laughs> yeah. We don't really have anywhere else to have a course either. Like we have that spot and there's not a lot of like open grass. Did you ever, left. did you ever run at Nixa? 
Did you ever run that? Because that was a, that was a fast course. I ran my PR by like forty seconds on that course. Yeah, I'm not even like with no practice the week prior. Like I ran a forty second PR. It's not much because I wasn't good at cross country. But a twenty five, you, you just skip. No, a twenty one oh five like meant something. Were you just like skipping practice that week? You had something no, going on. It was districts, and I went in is like last minute made we were I was messing around with like race um Brandon and Tristan because we'd all. They were running at districts because those were the only three guys we had varsity that year. Yeah. And we only had like six. We we need someone else to fill in this role. It wasn't for varsity. It was for uh, backups running or whatever. Alternates. Alternates. I ran with the alternates. It was a boys and girls race. And I started a race just hitting on (laughs) some girl from Lee's Summit West. (laughs) I was hitting hitting her with like pickup lines and shit. Like, I was like, oh, man. My favorite hobbies are gardening, long walks on the beach, and watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> Did that a lot through the years. That was very entertaining. Just... Hey, what's up, smiley face? Shout out to Sidearms for reason. Yeah, man. Why did we start talking about Nixa? Uh, because... Oh, the cross they, they, Yeah, they have, they have a... Their course is at the, like, in an elementary school. In elementary school. Yeah, in that school district. So, like, what? You can make it work. No matter. You can make it work, but it, land. It, it's a really fun course to run, too. Times, that's a fast course. You get PRs. It was a really fun course to run. It was super, like, different from, like, it, it reminded me of a way more hilly version of Ray Pack. Okay. Yeah. Ray Pack. Oh, wait. Eh, no. You ever run Giacomo? Yeah, Range Como. That that course scares me, man. That's a really like weird course. It's on the side of the hill next jump. to a lake. Yeah. <laughs> Something's gonna jump out and at you there. Yeah, that's where Logan got into his Bose fight. Logan. Mitchell. That some happened. kid was yeah, some kid like started like was stopping on his heels, like on the course during his race. That sounds like something that like would sort of happen and then maybe Logan just like makes a big deal out of it. But Logan's not I'm not saying Logan's one to like make a big deal out of things. It's just, I don't I think if somebody you're bowing someone. Well he like this kid like was like kept trying to like pass he would pass him, slow down. Or it was like right on his heels, would get in front of him, slow down. For whatever reason. He kept doing He wanted this. to slow Logan down. I don't know <laughs> Logan probably No one actually like way. races with like that kind of strategy I feel like in cross where it's like I'm going to try and slow you down. I just remember all the strategies, or all the things you would hear, the stories you would hear from, like, Joe Pettibull or Matt Lind about varsity cross-country with Ray Pack, and how nothing like that ever happened. What would they say? Like, they would they would target a good runner, because they had... That's so stupid. They they had a decent all-around team, so in the woods, they'd target a good runner, and they would, like, for whatever reason, like, take him down. That's something, like... That happens in movies. That's something upperclassmen would say to, like, make a big deal out of, like, running when I don't think it's that, that targeted like that. No, you're all suffering. You're just trying to no. suffer and be faster you're than You're just other trying to, like, run your best time, not... Cross country's different, man. People that run like that are fucking weird, and I love it. There, There's something weird about runners, yeah? They don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, you run around in short shorts all day, which is, like, before, like, chubbies were... Like, they're they're shorter than chubbies, dude. Dude, no. I, I had a guy, like, I was running with, like, a tie-dye mask, 
and like I don't I think it was like around my head as like a headband. And the one you wore to like uh, when we yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 and yeah I was yeah, just yeah. running in short shorts, and this guy, he like, looked at me, then he like shook his head and like went. Tss, tss. <laughs> I'm like, really, bro? You got something with something wrong with gay people? <laughs> yeah. Something wrong with gays? God, my ex-wife, dude, she hit me up the other day. Yeah, what'd she say? She said, I'm taking the kids again. That's why I felt bad yelling at those those guys in their 40s. I'm like, disc golf is probably just something for them that, like, they can do when they're not, you know, suffering at work. Or it's a way for them to, you know... Unwind. Unwind. And it means something for them. And I pooped on that. <laughs> they also pooped on any chance of Belton. Uh, not any chance. Dude, yeah. How big of their... How? It's like, not even a trail back there anymore. It's just like a wide open space pretty much. Like Really? It Like there's trees. Um, the course was pretty like, cool when we were in school. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it because it was one of the few spots where like... It was really open nature, and I feel like as a city spreads out, we kind of, we lose more and more of those spots. We, there's plenty of spots they could have done it to, but it's owned and, like, kind of used by, like, other people. Yeah. For other things. They for sure. They, they were also taking it for, like, firewood, too, like, and I gave them a hard time about that, because I'm like, this is... A public resource that you're just coming out here like how do I know you're not just fucking taking firewood right now and like you're saying it's for like oh the, to make the disc golf course but come on man I don't really I, I could care less about disc golf I understand it's like a pastime where these guys no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna honestly I thought <laughs> the guy who I was like kind of getting into it with I think it might have been Earl the guy we played basketball with at a uh, in Raymore, the dad of him. That I think it could have been him. But had masks on or no? No, but I just like I couldn't tell. I hadn't seen her all in a long time, and like I, you can I play basketball the, you know, at the rack. Get a membership there. Don't chop down the course. Don't chop down the course, bro. The course was cool, man. That's where all the girls hid from actually running <laughs> practice. I think that's very common across many high school teams. It's just people, like, sneaking off onto the course and doing the dirty. Having so much sex, <laughs> nature sex. Maybe that didn't happen on our team. I, I heard rumors from before, before our class, but not with us, unless we didn't hear about it. I, I know Erica and Dante one day, Dante started coming to off-season. And running. I was like, what? And it was for him and Erica to hook up on runs. It probably was. <laughs> I heard a story that it was actually about them hooking up on a run. That's awesome. Because I would ask, That's Erica awesome. was really, really open about the stuff they got, like they did yeah. when they were dating. That's she would awesome. hate. <laughs> she would hate for me to talk about this, but Erica will never listen to this ever. Even if it ever blew up, she would not listen. To <laughs> she got name dropped. Someone. She got name drop at Erica doing an anal in the school bathroom. What's oh. up with that? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know it probably happens like more times than we realize at school that's I wonder, what I like to think whenever I'm just like watching people interact at school I'm like 
who's sneaking off in the closet right now <laughs> or like how many after times did that actually happen because i mean i also i was never with somebody about them like that ever not mm-hmm. even close i don't think i ever like looking back because like i i have a pretty none of the girls i dated like girlfriend or like like when I on dates with and kind of went out or can, could be considered a girlfriend in some aspect mm-hmm. none of them went to Belton no none of them went to the same school as me no I did talk to an underclassman for a couple weeks that went to Belton and that's the only time I had walked the halls with like a girl before a class ooh it was not it was not fun dude I just was used to doing my own thing, vibing out with earbuds. And when I would do that on a normal basis, the girl would be like, are you mad at me? Now, <laughs> like this was when I was a senior, she was a sophomore. It makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, There's all these expectations of like how you're supposed to behave like all the time. Like when you're in a relationship, but when you're out, it's just kind of like you don't have any rules. That's why like since it's been two years, like since I've like dated or really even like gone on real dates. Because usually I'm hanging out with a girl, like, it's a girl, like, there's a, it, it's, I don't know if it's a weird in-between for them, but it's a weird in-between for me, because I'm like, oh, I could, I could probably date her. What's an in-between? So, like, they, I, a girl I talk to a lot, that's, like, a, a, a friend that's not friends with oh, the group, right? okay. So, if I'm talking to the girl, at, like, my intentions aren't necessarily, like, oh, I, I'm talking to her to date her. Like, I'm friends with them. Mm-hmm. Like I met them in some aspect and we're, we're, we're friendly in some way or I'm actual friends with them, but I would be down to date them. Mm-hmm. Like we hang out and we go see a movie together. Like that's a date thing you mm-hmm. do. But I'm doing it with somebody who just happens to be like a, an attractive friend. An attractive friend. Yeah, I feel like there's not enough relationships among like heterosexual men and women who aren't dating like there's just I have like some... people would be really uncomfortable like if you're dating someone and then like you're also have like an attractive best friend who's of the other sex of the other gender yeah. usually my situations where I have a really close friend that's a girl yeah they're either like completely off limits anyway for one of my own like moral things with a friend mm-hmm. or they're dating one of my friends you know what I mean yeah like Jory is one of my best friends, right? Mm-hmm. But she is also Joey's girlfriend. Yeah. So it's like, like that's like why we could hang out one on one, and it can be completely normal and heterosexual. But there's reasons, like I guess, like that we can and be and it be completely platonic. Yeah, I feel like you have like a bunch, like a bunch of relationships like that. Like when I think of. Like, Haley Brown. Me and Haley Brown would yeah. hang out. I think of someone, like, all right, I'm thinking of myself, I'm thinking of a lot of our friends. We don't have a lot of relationships that are very close with people of the other gender. It's really Me just and Haley don't guys. talk at all anymore. Yeah. Like, the girls are the ones that, or my friends that have been girls are the ones I've fallen off with the most because you kind of, like, at least, I guess if you're, like, straight, um, like a straight girl, like, you fall into certain stereotypes, so you have archetypes like when Haley started like drinking more we're really really name dropping this yeah when when or even any of like and it happens because we we all did that but when they started going to school and they started like going to parties and stuff we became there was more of a distance between us because they found different social social groups to be around and just kind of like 
I guess grew out of being friends. Like same with same with Aiden. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as uh, at least this is for me and this is a, a guy friend, but Aiden or Ethan, right? Those were two really really good friends. I still have like a, a font. They're they're still like a lot of fond memories with them, but I don't talk to them like I used to. Every interaction we have is way different than it used to be because I really don't know them like that anymore. So I think what you were like kind of saying God, is like so people kind of like grow. I think you have a good point that like people kind of grow into archetypes and that's what makes your relationship like sort of change. Yeah. E- Ethan grew into like redneck. He he, he, yeah, dropped, he dropped his high tops for yeah. cowboy boots he was in like, one He was day. like doing football. Yeah, it was overnight. He was doing football. He was like throwing javelin, doing a bunch of other things. But it wasn't even the first half of high school. It was after him and his girlfriend from like um, the school in Kansas. Yeah. After they broke up is when he said, fuck it, I'm redneck. It was also around the time his parents like, you know. Looking for an identity. Looking for an identity. He found one. Found some good friends too. He has some really good friends out there. Some people I really like that he hangs out with. Out where? Um, Like Rick. Hick kids. Hickville. Hickville. He's he's living in Hickville right now. Yeah. He has a house with his girlfriend. Dude, good for him. Dude, it is. It's pretty sick. I'm like really happy for him. He 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 wanted me to go out and visit him one night, but I was already it was out in the middle of like legit nowhere, Missouri, mm-hmm. with him, but a lot of people I didn't know, and I had a, a friend of mine who was already drinking and pretty pretty drunk at this point, and another friend, and we were just like. Eh, I'm gonna call tonight. I'm gonna go home and sleep. <laughs> but that's the last time. It was for his birthday. Yeah, was I like, think I remember that. This was like this. Evan's having a kid, right? Evan's having a kid, and he says Evan it was is on Ethan's purpose. twin. He is. Reference. They are both pretty young. I Sexy. think by the time it was announced, the baby was announced, or she probably was pregnant. Evan was still like 19. Really? And I asked him in person because I don't have any shame. You actually try for that shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And he said, you looked at me like, yeah, of course I did. But you're keeping it? <laughs> you're, you're keeping it? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> like, that was that was an accident, right? I think is my exact words. That was an accident, right? <laughs> he said, no, I was trying for one. And I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> you have a lot of growing to do before you have a kid, man. Dude. Or growing, I don't know. Evans are all very good guys, so I really like them. They didn't. They didn't make the best decisions, but they were good friends. Yeah, there's people like that who, I mean, they're fun to be around and, like, they're good people, but maybe they just have some bad decision-making sometimes. Dude, yeah, it's, I mean, or they want to be something that, I mean, that in their heads, rebellious or different, Mm -hmm. and it's really just fitting into another stereotype. Yeah, another archetype. Yep. This is a weird RPG called Life. It's kind of different. The RPG of life. You don't you don't get to have any cool cybernetic skills or you can't cast spells. Not yet. Or do any cool shit or like kill somebody, get five stars in GTA and get away with it. Nope. That's what VR is supposed to be. And it's still not like there yet. It's not there yet. It'll be someday. Back to the topic of like friends changing though. You ever have like, you have good friends that are awesome people to be around. You've like really liked them, but they're very unaware on social media. Like... Oh, like, yeah. I had a friend today even, like, I was looking through, and he, he posted something. It was something about, you know, just, like, putting your head down doing your work. 
and like not wanting direct recognition or not looking for it, right? But posting that but is posting, sort of like asking is, for it. Yes, that's like ugh, it was ironic, like that he would post that even though like. For sure, like, I, I think, you know, go for it, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the stuff he's doing requires him to go out and, like, show it off and say, hey, hey do this, right? Because, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a bunch of meetups, like, meeting people, you know, stuff like that. Um, and that's what he's trying to accomplish, which is cool. It's cool shit. I'm really glad he found his niche because this, this dude struggled with it for a long time, just finding where he fit. He had a lot of situations that he just got kind of screwed over and, like, you know, somebody would pick him to start for, like, football instead of him, even though he was clearly better, but he was, you know, smaller, and there mm-hmm. was some sort of bias there, because he, like, they preferred the other kid mm-hmm. based on not actual, like, skill, but based on football, poli- high school football politics. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So he, something he loved, he never got to do, even though, like, he was good enough skill-wise to get looks from big schools. He was very undersized for the position he played. But he was extremely good at pass rushing. Those are my favorite high school players. Who are like the linemen who really should be like wide receivers, but their their school just you know doesn't Needs have it. enough big kids. That was sort of me with football. Like when I got thrown at linebacker, I was like, I don't want to do this. But they, I, we didn't really have a lot of big kids. I wasn't a. I I hated the. We need you to do this. We can't have you being selfish now. I really hated those talks. I hated it because it felt it was coming from a place of selfishness. Selfishness. You want more people, so you're asking me to sacrifice uh, maybe my personal mental health to do something I completely I hate doing. Yeah. So I thought the the selfishness talks coaches always gave in high school were were coming from a place of selfishness. Yeah, they certainly wanted just what's best for the team, and like, what's best for the team though is that you care about the position that you're in. And that you're enjoying it. And then you're gonna practice hard and thrive then. You need water? No. Dream temperature, your favorite. <laughs> oh. You know that about me. So I do. well you know me. How well I know you. Uh, room temperature water. Easier to I, drink. I think it's honestly like just cold water kind of hurts my teeth. I don't know if I have sensitive teeth or something, but. It did. It will happen to be depending on, mm-hmm. like, what I've eaten lately or what I drink. But, yeah. The, the self-awareness is just, like, really low. And I'm like, bro, I wish. You're such a good dude. You're so passionate. I wish you understood that, like, what what was happening. Like, the one thing, and that's why we like certain people we invite over to the house. Like, you know some of the characters we've invited over. Mm-hmm. We don't like them because they make good jokes, right? You're like, you're cringy, it's but ironic, it's, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like cringy, but you're cringy on purpose. Like <laughs> with me, a lot of the dumb shit I say is purposeful or mm-hmm. because I have like half a censor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how Victor is on social media. Like he's aware of how he ridiculous. Is, and that's fucking in. hilarious. Yeah. When you're trying to be cringe or you're trying to be something and succeeding, that's good. But when you're, the joke is your like unawareness to a situation. <laughs> it's really funny. A lot of people think it's like toxic, or man, that's mean. You're thinking of that, like you're thinking that way. Like I've been told, like, like don't egg him on. That's mean. I'm like, but it's funny, and they're having a good time. They're too. having a good time, and I'm having a good time. What's the problem here? Yeah, let's like, and I'll support him if he thinks yeah. like, like, cause like when I, like with with some people, with a certain person, a big hitter, a person we all love. I know who we're talking about. Yeah. I saw him at the gym yesterday. No way. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Don't know what he was doing there. He, he got on a bike. Yeah. Did he say hi to you? Uh, his friend did. The one that we played school sports with. I hope we're we talking about Casey. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> okay, Casey. We're talking fucking about Bats. Bats. Casey fucking Bats. Baby. Wait, who's this? Dante. I, I forget they're even friends. That's so weird to me. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, it, it was Brendan Hiltner that said, hey. I love Hiltner. Dude, he's, he's all... such a nice guy. Dude. I love Brendan Hiltner. I love Casey. Like, I, I seriously support Casey. Because I think, like, he is different. He has his own he has his own beat to him. Like, there's nobody I've met like Casey. In while Dude, some yeah. of the stuff may be funny because, like, man, that's so dumb. It's funny. <laughs> like, he, he puts a it. few too many emojis on his like Snapchat stories. I'm fine with that. It adds to the effect. It does. I he is something else, man. And there's a reason. He like, he is built different. That is. Yeah. That he's he's one of the people that like he makes us laugh. Or he makes me laugh. I make him laugh, and I also support him because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes he feel feel like he has no friends. And I think, you know what, man, I'm here if you need me. That's awesome. And he really does think. Like, remember when he posted all of us on the story? Yeah. I don't know if I was a part of that. I don't. I don't have I, him on Snapchat. I was, and it made me feel better. Like he posted a picture of me and Nick. And that was in the yearbook. And That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you are so nice. And so is Brendan. Like all those guys. Like, I think you're a little bit misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I guess Brendan, Brendan was not the same person, at least, that I interacted with him. Because I didn't interact with him later in high school at all. Early in high school, I did. And he's definitely, like, just the nicest guy. Like, he is so fucking nice. He's asked me to hang out a couple I times. Haven't, I, I haven't, haven't talked to him in a long time. But from every interaction I've had with him in person, it's like, dude, you're a cool guy. <laughs> like, But then he's another guy on social media. It's like, why are we talking about girls on our story? Come on. Like, yeah, I, I guess there's, like, some, like... They're not, he, he's somebody I'm fine with doing that, because, like, that's his way to vent. Yeah. that's what I see it as, because, like, I felt the same way, man. I think a lot of people just want someone to, like, slide up and start talking with them. Oh, dude. I would, I crave that shit. Yeah. I think there was a time right after, uh, the, like, the last big breakup of mine, or, like, during that time, man, when I felt like posting on my story, for whatever reason, was, like, the answer. And I would take it off before it hit even, like, four hours. Or I would take it off now. Why'd you take it off? Because I knew it was fucking cringy. Yeah. I knew it was dumb. I don't know why I was posting it, but I was like desperate for something to like make something work. And maybe me be, make, saying something dumb on my story or making a comment on my story helped. I think after I felt like this is not the way to help my loneliness, I only need to help myself, is when I stopped posting shit like that on my story. Yeah. I think when you're having that feeling, it's just important to like just straight up like reach out to people specifically because I mean people care but like I, I think you have to be in a vulnerable or like to let yourself be vulnerable in order to like reach out rather than just post it on the story I guess yeah I think at least with me like a good uh a good a good sign that I was like pretty lonely and I need help and I would mask it with jokes so I would probably like I would make like you know 75 to 80% mm-hmm. jokes right about yeah. shit, and then I would slip in truths with that. Like, oh, I hate myself. A lot of people, or something do that. like that. And I do it. I did it so much around all of our friends that like y'all don't really know. You, you assume it's a joke because I play it that way, mm-hmm. but really it's a cry. Like somewhat, it's a cry for help. Dude, so many people. Like everyone's doing that. It's sad. Like <sighs> it's tough. 
Dude, our school had to deal with some shit, man. Like you were talking about in the last podcast with Big V, Vic Man, Vic Star, about all the Vicky Sticky, Vicky Sticky, all this shit. Like that happened in our high school. How many, quote unquote, this is me doing air quotes, guys. Threats did we get about like a bombing or a school shooting in one? It, it was year. seven or eight, but it wasn't like real ones. Real, real ones. Those people were just joking. like having fun with it, thinking it's funny to like, you know. Put something on a bathroom stall wall. Yeah. I mean, I, I found it funny. But. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but like, yo, pick and choose your times. Like, you will get you'll get slapped with a felony for that shit if you're 18. Fuck. It doesn't matter in your high school. They'll be like, what you do this? You're so lucky. Like, the things you could do in high school, but like, you know, follow, follow you forever now. Like, all of a sudden, you turn 18 and something just changes magically where you need to be held liable for everything you do. Yeah, man. I mean, that is, I think the last, like, summer where I really felt the freedom to really, like, do whatever before Mm -hmm. I kind of felt the weight of, um, outside of high school, that summer after senior year, man, after we graduated, Mm -hmm. that summer is, like, still for me at least... Like, if we just, like, take a look at that summer specifically. And Are you talking about, like, parts, us hanging out? Like, I don't remember. My summer specifically. Yeah. Was, like, the last time, like, we could, like, hang out with, like, Calvin and them. And, like, we just graduated. It was mm-hmm. fine to hang out with them. Or, like, do something <laughs> like Hostage. Like, yeah. Hostage is the biggest example of us getting away with stuff. Because we're, like, still in high school. Yeah. We're just high school kids doing stuff and stuff. If we played Hostage now as, like, 21-year-old men... <laughs> so weird you know it's weird it, but I think you know it's just it's, it's diverging from the norm and I think it's important to do that One of the, it's important to have, play childlike games we would be ashamed I think still we, do uh, we all play video games we play it we've played hide and seek multiple times at this house that's awesome we've had people it's a good house for, for hide and seek you think you know, it's decent unless you go down in Brett's room and you get on his bed and his dog fucking barks <laughs> and scares the shit out of you because you feel like he's going to bite your head off. You have a lot of interactions with Wally? Or does he just kind of like stay down there? I haven't Brett's been room? to Brett's room in like three or four months. I've not been inside it. One day, Wally, I opened the door to say something to Brett. Wally ran at it, barked at me, like looked like he was going to bite my head off. Never been down there again. However, I've seen Wally multiple times since. And out yeah. here, he's a fuck. He's a sweetheart. He loves me. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, out here. But he's like, he doesn't know who you are down there. He's defensive. It's his territory. I think he's marked it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brett's had to clean it up, maybe. Oh, well, I mean, he, he dom- he's social. They have to, him and Sam, like, if they're doing anything down there, <laughs> like, Wally will try to, like, hump Brett. I knew that's where that was going. I was really I excited it. for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, Brett, Brett's changed a lot since high school. I think everyone is, but like... I think it's it's healthy, too. I, I don't know all the, all the ways that Brett's changed, but I don't want to stay the same as I was in high school. I know that. No, I do want to cherish friends the same way I do. Because I really do like, sure. still care about, like mostly the same exact people I cared about in high school when it comes to my friends. Yeah. Again, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago when we hung out with um, like uh, Andrea's friends. Yeah. And that was the first time I think Vic and I hung out with new people in 
a really long time. Yeah. Like in a in a like small group like that. Yeah. Like we had met new people at Logan's house before. People that we like I'm I, I consider friends, like I'll see in public and be like, Hey, what's up, how you been? Like from people I've like hung out with a few nights. But uh or even like I think SEMA. Going down the SEMA and meeting all those people, I have no idea if they give a shit about me or even remember <laughs> me remotely. But I remember all of them by name because it felt Hell like yeah. they were some of the first friends I had made yeah. since high school. Yeah, man, you don't get a lot of opportunities like when you're not in a college social setting like a college where you're like around people. You just have work in the gym for a lot of people, I feel like, is and where you like have your social Hanging out with gym friends is always so weird, too. I feel like this is a unique perspective for you since like you just have a uh you spend a lot of time at the gym you take it very seriously and other people go to the gym and they're i don't know i've i've tried to grow go less and less away from how serious i used to take it because like i i go there and if i'm judging everybody being like casual then i'm, yeah. I'm putting my own stuff by judging and being it's not an making ass- you happy to yeah like... i'm being an asshole and judging and while i could be helping or just being nice in general like, yeah. not everybody wants to go to the gym and learn how to, like, like do perfect form on something. Some people want to, like you said, like, go as a break from, like, their normal 40-hour work week. Yeah. And they want to have a good time. And they want to, like, relieve some stress. Mm-hmm. And if me trying to show them how to do something properly, like... like get your ass to the grass. Come on. Or, like, even, like... Unless it's form that, like, is actually impeding. And even yeah. then, I've kind of just stopped saying anything because, like, still, like... They're having a good time doing it. <laughs> like, they may look stupid, but man, they're relieving some stress. They're getting some demons It, it feels out. like there is some responsibility sometimes when it feels, like, dangerous, like, for them to, like, like be I'm doing a, that. Like, I'm a fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fault's an interesting thing, though, because, like, is it your fault or is it their fault for doing an exercise that they don't know how to do, but they're never taught that? I think, what was Victor's perspective? On fault. When were we talking about that? You talked about this on the last podcast. I'm, you talked about fault. That's why I like name drop. I like kind of like said fault because like it was probably yeah. one of the more interesting. Like I thought that was a you. You talked about teaching the kid how to fight, and then he just yeah. like you're encouraging a kid to fight versus okay. teaching him how to fight. One, if you get his ass beat, the other, he could beat somebody else's ass. Would you be at fault? I don't know. The I don't think I'm at with the gym. I don't think I'm at fault for not saying anything, especially if the person. Like, if they don't ask, I don't say anything. I have a good friend named Travis. Super interesting, dude. He has a lot of stories. Like, life lessons that I've learned by, like, through... He was in the military, right? He was a Marine, yeah. Marine, yeah. Travis is actually just a badass. That'll give you some stories. Mostly, they're just from his living situations. Not even him being deployed anywhere. Like, he's the one who told me, like, one of the first people that told me when moving out here was brought up that... Yo, it may not be a good decision to move in with like four of your friends or three of your friends even. You know what? To an extent, I can say he's right. I still love all my roommates, all my friends, but damn, living with some of them is really fucking different. Yeah, I, I've heard that about like living with friends. That you're the one that you're probably it, the one it's hard to like maybe that. bring some stuff up to that's like. Like, you want to get on their case, but, like, they're also your friend. <laughs> and, like, if someone's, like, more of an acquaintance. Like, if somebody, yeah, if, well, okay. It's weird, like, because, like, sometimes, it, you know, battling with your parents on something is different because you, you know to, 
It's just like living with them. And you've adjusted yeah. to it for however long you've lived with my parents. For me, it was 20 years. I, I learned how to, you know, live with my parents. And we yeah. had a, we had, wasn't great all the time. I've definitely learned in the last like seven months living here how to be a way better person to live with and how to take more responsibility for things. Mm-hmm. It's been a great life lesson. But man, I appreciate alone time more now. I don't. Ha- I don't feel like I constantly have to be with somebody. Yeah, it was you and your brother rather. I'd say a rather small household, probably pretty average. But you got your alone time there. Got my alone time here enough, especially if, because uh, some people like have a really hard time being alone. Like I have a lot yep. of friends that like get. I used to get the same way. Mm-hmm. I get. I, I had to learn to be okay being alone because mm-hmm. I felt the same way as some of like my friends like you feel stir crazy you hate it you just feel depressed and sad mm-hmm. and for somebody that's been with somebody their whole life or like for me like every every single weekend in high school I could not be not doing something I would cry to my mom if I wasn't hanging out with my friends because one they were really good times we, we did some dumb shit some crazy <laughs> shit that was just awesome but yeah like I now I there's weekends where somebody gets invited over or somebody's like having people over and in the past I would have been so hyped and now I'm like yo I just want to like I just want to be on cyberpunk man I just want to be I just want to be in my video game yeah I feel that but like you also want to be able to enjoy being around people and like you don't want it to you know overcorrect the other way to where like you prefer being alone because Connecting with people is good. That's something that scares me about being like not dating for as long yep. as I have. I think I I've feel like, that. I, I, I think I really have like lost some of the skills it takes to be in a relationship, or it makes me question if I ever had them in the first place. What do you mean? Like what skills? Tol- tolerating somebody even when you don't want to be around them. Like I wouldn't yeah. like yell or get mad, but like I definitely some I, I can't be around somebody like super super often before I'm just like leave <laughs> like it's like this if i'm at a friend's house too long and my mom hasn't picked me up or like if i like i think me and you like we would spend like i think summer going into eighth grade specifically or is it seventh grade we would spend like straight days together hanging out i think it was going into seventh. it, it could have been both honestly yeah, i think we were about the same height at that point so i think it was going <laughs> seventh grade because then you hit puberty and left me in the dust and i grew like i grew like an inch and a half more good times <laughs> Uh, separates the uh, the tall from the short motherfuckers. Yeah, you were a little old for our grade two, and like you were talking about in the last podcast, specifically me growing armpit hair faster than you. Dude, I was looking the other day in the mirror, and I realized that my arms are still sort of like that. Where I said like one arm has more armpit hair than the other, it's still like that. Like one had like some, and the other had none, but now it's just less noticeable because it's just. A bit less than one of them. That's fair. Mine, my body hair is pretty bad. Like I'm not as bad as like a Persian. Like I don't oh, grow like Persian. Yeah. Oh man, they are hairy motherfuckers. <laughs> like if it suits them, but dude, I like can't grow facial hair too well. Or if it does, it's pretty like stry and not mm-hmm. like the best looking. Like when I have like I guess a shadow of something, I I think I look my best. I hate being clean. Do you think people with your hair color have good beards? I don't know, like, what to say your hair color really is. I don't know what it is, dude. I don't even know what it is. I'll say it's not red, but it could be. It's a light brown with 
with shades and tints of red, for sure. I don't like being called a ginger. That's for sure. That's not fair. It's not fair to gingers. <laughs> not fair to you. I can I can tan compared yeah. to some of them. Like Brett. Brett just, just burns. Yeah, he does. Like, I, I burn easily. I feel like that's also part of a function of him probably not spending a ton of time outside and then going out one day. That's that's how it was for me, I guess, on the yeah. lake over the summer. Cause oh, like, my god, That's 100% like part of the reason. I was yeah. dried out because, you know, beers. Yeah. Um, I drank a decent amount of water, but we were on the lake, and that dries you out so much. <laughs> like, and we were just doing stuff. Again, fun day. Wish they had sunscreen. The girls didn't, tam- like, burn at all. Race was fine. Yeah, I think they spend time like They're that, always though. outside doing stuff. Yeah, it's nice. Most I think they also, like, they probably run without shirts or whatever, so they're getting a good hour every day of sun. I know I didn't burn as bad as you guys, and it was probably due to that. Me and Victor got it the worst. Mason was pretty bad. Yeah, he I've never had bad. something blister on me like that. You blistered? It was, bl- yeah, my shoulders blistered, like a part of my arm blistered, and for a while it didn't look the same. Now I look completely fine. Yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, for anyone who lived before, like, 200 years ago when, like, you know, air conditioning and being inside became a really big deal, and for 95% of human history, when, like, we didn't live in cities, I feel like they were pretty well adjusted to, uh the sun they probably weren't like getting blisters from sunburns i mean you talk about that episode of the jerry who's that guy who had all those crazy ass stories uh that was probably uh troy david or david cho david cho yeah he was talking about those people that tried like deep in i can't remember where like south in the Congo, America. i think yeah, yeah in the congo that are just completely adjusted yeah to living out i mean there's still plenty of like not plenty there, there's still some tribes that are like just living their lives. They're freaky like that. They're <laughs> built, built different. They really are. I, he mentioned in one point, he saw a kid grab a snake yeah! and just <laughs> just bite its head off. He grabbed it from the ground and then I think he started eating the snake or something. Yeah, or like when they, they he doesn't feel like wasps, these kids don't even oh, feel like wasps God. things anymore. He just reaches I, I over it, to the nest while getting just... I think it was bees, but yeah, he was reaching for, like, the honeycombs and just getting, like, all stung up his and arms and he was just eating the honeycomb, like, Biden, because he's adjusted. Dude, yeah. There was another point where, like, he was talking about... He saw a kid, like, they were, like, hunting, like, all day, and the kid got thirsty, so he dug into the ground, found water, and just started drinking it. Built different, dude! Holy shit! Dude, we're, like, I'll be wanting just, like, bottled water because I don't like the tap. <laughs> He's just <laughs> drinking straight from the ground. Shit, before I moved into the house, I would, like, I wouldn't drink it enough water because I'd refuse to drink <laughs> it if it was, like, room temperature because I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Crazy. If anybody, like, had to survive outside now in, like, our kind of, like, friend group circle who do, you, who do you think can survive on their own i mean i think like for one you have to have some like outdoor skills and that's going to be like the number one thing is just being able to gather food and i, I don't think anyone re- would really be equipped for it but i would probably just say trenton just because really? he gets shit done he gets shit done 
My pick would probably be Ray's. Yeah, not Ray, bad. He has conditioning. Oh, yeah. He uh, he really likes the outdoors. He did a lot of camp- camping growing up. He uh, he loves just, like, going on adventures and shit. Mm-hmm. I think Trenton. I think Trenton's a decent pick, but I think, I think Ray's. Or Mason. Mason, he was in the same English class as me. And we had to um, take a test to match what, like, living class you could live in. It was basically based on your ability to do yeah. certain things. Mason was the only kid in that class that could live below means, at means, or above means. <laughs> like, he could operate in any He's adaptable. Oh, man. He's a malleable boy. He's an iguana. He's, he, he's insane. Mason drunk is, like, one of the best things ever. Watching clips from, like, Simo the first time I went there with him. And he, seeing like just like where he was, you can tell when he's like had, he's he's drunk by how high his voice goes. <laughs> his voice, he starts going. <laughs> he starts stops putting on the show, trying to act like he's got a deep voice. That's what he's doing. Yeah. I start. I. I had talked to somebody before, and this was well before I drank, because like I didn't. I didn't drink till way after, you know, way after graduation. Yeah. In about like, oh, what kind of drunk would you be? In I think that's such a question that like, so many people have about people who haven't drank. Like they're so excited to like, you know, bring you into the cold, I guess, and just like see have what them, kind of drunk you are. And I'm just an angry guy beating everybody up. <laughs> but in reality, I'm just, I'm just even. I have even. I do. I have even less of a sensor. I know my words are super bad. I am very hard to understand. Nah, I, yeah, I guess like you probably just get a little extra social, but you're already pretty social. Yeah, I have zero problems talking to anybody. I don't have like much. I I won't say I have zero shame because I have I have shame. <laughs> everybody has shame, but I don't typically care that much. You don't let the shame hold you back. In Dude, conversations. I did a. High school and middle school for me, it was all just one long bit. <laughs> like talking to a girl that uh, we went, to, I went, we went to school with, like, and I had hooked up with after school, like after we graduated, and yeah. having a real conversation with her. She was like, "I didn't know you were like this. Like, I thought you were just an idiot. <laughs> like, not on purpose. Like, I didn't. I thought you were always kidding. Like, you'd ask me out, and like, you, you. I thought you were always joking and didn't really take you seriously. And I'm like. Yeah, that is the impression I did. I did it to myself. Like, I mean... I was like that with everybody. I didn't care. I thought it was funny. I mean, some of that's your personality, but I think some of that you gotta do. Like, I think it's good to do in school because there's just so much, like, wasted time and, like, making the most of it and just, like, having fun. I don't think... I know I didn't do enough of just... I did too much of it, though. Because yeah. we were probably... I think we're the opposite <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways. Very it much. makes for really fun time together because then... Bounce. You you can make me uncomfortable, which <laughs> nobody you, nobody really does that. But you can make me uncomfortable, which is fun. What do you mean? Like you will just be in a situation really normal, and it's like even I won't be doing anything weird, and you'll start doing weird shit. It'll be <laughs> hilarious, or you'll just start yeah, stuff like that. Like it actually like it's very hard for me to get out of my comfort zone now. Even though like, that's kind of changed in different ways. Like socially, I'm still fine. Yeah. What? Okay. I had a I had a thought. About this, just going back. I think in middle school I was fine for the most part. I was pretty quiet in class. 
I wasn't the talkative kid because we had enough of those mm-hmm. in the classes we had in middle school. People get quiet in high school, though. You kinda, I changed. You gotta take that role, though. I, I changed. Sometimes. I, I could deal with my ADHD in class because like, I feel like half of it's ADHD and half I connect the other half by choice mm-hmm. for me being just a spaz in class. Freshman year is when it changed. I remember I just wanted to crank lol W's all day in class <laughs> and make everybody laugh and be the funny guy because hey that was really that was a really good experience. It, it was it was a good time. It was fun to be around. I was not I hadn't done that ever in middle school. Not even classes like I was comfortable with. Get people laughing, you mean, or or just speak out as much as I did, or just like make jokes in class as much as I did, because. That's when my grades fell off a cliff. <laughs> like, I went from being, like, pretty good shape for all of middle school and, like, being a slacker, like mm-hmm. I have always been, and procrastinating, like I always have. Mm-hmm. But I could, like, make up for it because I, like, listened well in class. Yeah. To, like, in geometry, we got to the final. No clue what was on that test. I had no clue. I don't know how I passed that test with these because I took zero away from that class. Same with, like, almost, like, all my classes, all my math classes in high school. The only, I think it was, like, probably because I, who I was around. I think the school. subject math itself, too, is, like, it's it really demands you to, like, be, like, involved and in paying attention. Like, other ones, you can kind of passively pick up, like, social studies in the room, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That was easy class to BS, So A lot of it's just, like, common sense. English, just, like, especially. Facts. It's, like... I don't know. Outside of writing an essay, which I would never, I never did like a real rough draft. I would do it like a rough draft. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know. Because they were never due as like an actual part, a big part of the assignment. They were only like 10 point chunks. Mm-hmm. Like everything was on the final. So I could turn in like, five, like, you know, a couple pages worth of bullshit on a rough draft and get like eight points for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I made it through high school looking back, <laughs> dude. I didn't. Uh, there's this thing I always look back to and remember, and it was Tristan and I had a college algebra class. Yeah. This was first semester because Race bowed out like halfway through the semester. I remember. And said, this. I'm not doing this because of this teacher, even though I thought <laughs> the teacher, she probably wasn't the best teacher. Super nice person. Really fun person to talk to. Um, and then Tristan and I, who's one of my roommates, he. He was sitting next to me. We had the class next to each other. And he had his phone out and he had an app open. And for a decent amount of the text, I just cheated off the cheater, right? <laughs> but then, then here's where it fucks up. Then we had those like long, like way, like big word problems to solve. Yeah. That you can't cheat to. It's not yeah. like a multiple choice where you have to show some bullshit work. Uh-huh. This is, this is how my mind worked. Probably this is not how yours worked in high school, right? But mine was with math classes. Chicken scratch. Bullshit. I hate writing things out. I didn't learn, like, I didn't pay attention when we, like, learned this method in class. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, like, legit look at the problem and try to solve it on my own. And I got a decent amount of them right. These are all word problems I have no clue about. I was like, fuck. I'm gonna fail. Because I had an F going into the day. On our final of the semester. I had an F going into the day. I had the Going into the final? Oh. That's some pressure. I got the third highest grade of all her classes on my test. Hell yeah. I beat Tristan by a lot. Hell yeah. because all the word problems... The, the cheater. Was, Screw him. Yeah, I was cheating off the cheater. <laughs> call me the king cheater. I was able to get a C in that class. 
for whatever reason. I don't know how I did that, but I'm really good at bullshitting. Yeah. I, I mean, math is something where, like, you can develop, like, an intuition yourself to sort of, like, solve problems. If you really, like, sit down and focus, sometimes you don't really need, like... I kind of just think of the uh, part of the, the tuning exams, Naruto. Because, like, it was a bunch of questions you had to know, and a lot of people just didn't know them, so they had to figure out ways to get by. Yeah. Because that's probably, that's not the game you want to play if you want to go to college and be successful in college. But yeah. that's the game you want to play if you're going to, you know, graduate high school. Yeah, just graduate and just try and enjoy even it with though, even though doing very little work, yeah. That wasn't even my plan going in. I just was so bad at procrastinating and doing homework that I just, I just didn't try. I think part of it, again, was like the ADHD not being medicated. And the other half was me just, instead of fighting that for most of the time, giving in and being like, yeah, my brain doesn't want to listen, so I'm not even going to try to listen. Yeah, sometimes I feel like whenever we label like psycho- psychological disorders like ADHD, it's not necessarily empowering. Like it gives you like a bit more of an excuse and like we should recognize and like figure out like okay, like you have this illness. I, I don't know what to call it. It's not even an but, illness. It's yeah. like a disorder, I guess. It's a disorder, yeah, I guess. I hear all these horror stories with Adderall, though, and I don't think I took Adderall long enough and used it like that long enough to actually, like, have any of those horror stories. I remember how it made me and, like, what it did to me in the moment. What kind of horror stories? Just like, oh, I've been on it for years and now, like, you know, I can't, like, think without it and my brain's broke. Oh. Or, like, they're on it so long... They just, like, start, they're not themselves anymore. They can't empathize with people. Um, they lose creativity. They're, like, just, like, in the moment, do work, get done, that's it. In some situations, like, with people that have unknown, like, underlying heart conditions at the time, it fucked that up to where if, like, you ever took Adderall again for, an, like, a week, you would fucking die. That's crazy. Yeah. I, there's some statistic that, like, Forty percent of kids like who go through college at some point take Adderall. I feel like I, I haven't really had enough conversations with people to really realize if this is true. Because a lot of it's like more like just pressure, and they want to find a way to like get focused. Yeah. Well, do you have any? You have zero Adderall stories from like people you've talked to, or like Adderall stories of people who took Adderall. No, I don't think so. I don't think I have any. Really. I got one. Yeah. It was Decca Bailey Max. You told me this Bailey story. Bailey Max yeah, the night before we had a. And I don't even think I competed with them on this project. I took a different project to state with Trenton and Tanner mm-hmm. because I was more confident in that one for whatever reason. Even though, like, Brennan and Bailey were, at the time, better presenters than Trenton and Tanner. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go with Trenton and Tanner because this one got. It's because that one got first place. In the category we took, and the other one got second. And I was like, hmm, this went up against similar competition competition and did better. I'm going to take this one. Because we took first, and like my teacher that we had yeah. looked me in the eyes and was like, how the fuck did you guys take first? Because <laughs> like me and Trent and Tanner were all lined up to be like four, uh, three of the four. Like, Don't you love a teacher who doesn't believe in you? Yeah. Yeah. I Gives you a little bit of... Uh... 
a little bit. He he was the only one that I think chip on your shoulder. I don't know if he. I think he believed in me. He believed in my abilities. He didn't believe that I would execute. He yeah. think I had. He thought I had the gifts. Yeah. But he like, he would say shit that wasn't like encouraging. It was more discouraging. Like, yeah. oh, if you only spent this much time on this, imagine how you'd actually like how good you'd actually be on this. Yeah. And that did not motivate me. That pissed me off. I was like, no, I don't want to try for you. I don't. Yeah, I really want to put effort in to like make you look good now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I just had a different guidance, like. I think the teacher that helped me the most was the, the reason I almost didn't graduate with everybody was uh, Miss Gibson's class. Yeah. Miss Gibson did more for me as a uh, as a student and as a person than I think any teacher's like ever done. And she's not even like she's not my like favorite. I don't think we, <laughs> I don't know if we ever got like along the most. Like it wasn't like Cahill, like one of my yeah. old teachers, like one of my old coaches that just like me and him were like buddy buddy like. What would she do? Friends. Just like hold you accountable, or she would like... hold me accountable, and then she knew I had the potential, and she would always she would like, frame it in a way that it's not like like mil- it's like you are right on the edge. Yeah, you are so close. You can to do this. Through. You can do this. Like she had a lot of faith in kids, and like a lot of people thought she was mean at first, or she was just mm-hmm. a bitch, and I was probably one of those people. And then slowly, because I had her for two years, I had her my junior and my senior. year. She taught me that to like kind of believe in my own ability and I could execute and I have talent and she would like let me know like a mom would and that did so much for me because like well, good. I, I love my mom. My mom's great mm-hmm. but when it came to schoolwork because of how lazy I was she'd come through my sh- like you know we'd have the same go around mm-hmm. you know every every year about why aren't you doing your work on time why aren't you turning this in and it was the same yelling match every year. Mm-hmm. Gibson really like let me know like hey Logan you have talent or like I think it was on the ACT like I got like a a, a 30 or 31 on like one English part or reading or it was on reading, reading which is like a part that I it's guess better like, than I did on reading I yeah I think read. I got a 31 on reading and she was like that's awesome and English is my lowest really yeah English is one that like you you have to be taught and you have to understand like sentence and grammar structure and but you can be taught and you can learn. Yeah. She put it, she framed it in a way of, you're really good on the thing that takes a lot of natural gifts. Yeah, that's what reading is. evaluation. <laughs> the one thing we can work on, we can work on. Yeah. And like, even though I didn't end up executing that and ta- retaking the AC2 to improve that score and balance them out to where I had a better overall score, um, she like, she, she, she gave she you got a good me, message. She got me to believe myself. She also, she's the only reading teacher. You know how the, 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 the stereotype with like language arts teachers is always like they're pretty like, um, I guess liberal. Yeah. And they kind of like push that way. <laughs> like a Fair lot enough. of the teachers that come to mind think that way. And even her, she's the only teacher that like ever like she did not feed you words. She played devil's advocate on everything. Didn't matter if she believed in it or not. She did not let that interfere. Yeah. She taught me how to think critically, which is insane. That's what's important for the English teacher. Yeah, and like English was such a like a weird thing in high school because like everyone's just like uh, I'm learning a language I already know and I have to do this for four years it's like what but e- English it, the subject in school is much more about thinking critically and thinking in different ways I gotta pee I'll be right back yeah pee break you wanna darkens alright well we're back from our pee break oh and... such a good pee break 10 out of 10 pee break Okay, that's that's cringe. The lights are off now. 
the lights are off and I don't know how I feel, but we're moving on. Or were we just talking about school? Yeah. Talking about English class? I guess, like, yeah. I'll, pre- I'll just, like, say about all the stuff we just talked about. I wasn't a dumb kid, guys. I'll just say that. I tested in the high-level, like, high-level classes. You did. Seventh grade, like, you were in uh, Algebra 1. With you, yeah. And that's when our paths started to diverge, Noah. That's Two when we roads became, diverged in the woods. We weren't <laughs> butt buddies like we were all of seventh. Well, this happened in seventh grade, but this kind of, like, led to what, I guess, like, in our friendship at least, like, what are some of, the, like, the, the weirder points to you? I think when we both got girlfriends... It, we definitely like, yeah. grew apart to an extent. Yeah, I think that's some of like just natural what happens in high school when you get girlfriends. Um, probably when you quit football also, and I was still playing for a while. Uh, although I don't know if we really talked that much at football, but it was something for us to bond over. I, one of my best memories is like sixth grade, like running routes in your backyard. I'm like, this is awesome. Someone actually wants to like get better at like just throwing passes and stuff it's cool dude my mine i guess you think of it as my backyard i think of it as the empty lot at the empty lot in front of your house that's what did we did we play there a lot really every time we went to your house and we started playing around with football and we ended up in that lot man it's hard for me to remember that i mean i think i just remember your house like your house just because like is it is a good memory and things aren't significant when they're always in front of you like that lot is in front of my house. Yeah. Those were... Though that was some of the most fun I've ever had. Definitely, like, before we had cars. Roaming Dude. that neighborhood between all of our houses from Joey, Austin... Dude, walking was so much more fun like, than driving. Like, I wouldn't do it now because, like, I have the option to drive. But, like... <laughs> yeah. It is. There's just a lot of independence to it. The journey was so much better than what we actually were going to do. Oh yeah. It, we were going to Casey's to get like <laughs> snacks. Getting snacks is like the coolest thing when you never leave your neighborhood. I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, it it, it really got weird because like you're the one friend like we've like there. You know how like I think friendship is almost momentum based in some way. Like, who are you around in, like, these really, like, high, fun situations mm. the most? That's why I think girls, like, some girls have a revolving door of friends. Because mm-hmm. it's basically, like, who's more, like, who's that fun to be around at that point? Yeah, I bet you could say, well, I feel like you could say that for everyone. I know, like, the people that I end up getting close to, or, like, the, the people I learned to make friends with are the people that I'm around, I felt like, growing up. It was just, I was placed in situations where I was, like, like playing football with you or like on the bus with you or like sitting next to someone in class but like I I feel like I'm really having to learn after high school to like go out and like it's you know just say what's up to people I understand why people like lose touch with other people once they have kids oh yeah like I'm working now and we don't have like a lot of built-in things in society to like made it so much worse oh yeah it's like I I guess you have the option to like do stuff online, but then that like uh, that takes you know going out of your way to like set that up where like 
I don't know if like you, you have a thing where you regularly get together with people, then you don't have to. Video games made it easier. Oh, that was awesome. When I uh, at when the beginning of up. all this, when I still lived with my parents, I I got really much closer to Kyle Gladko and Joey because like we were playing video games together yeah. a bunch. Like you can be on there for like hours, and that's something like. Video games seem very antisocial, which, if you're playing a single-player game, sure. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but if you're playing a multiplayer game, like, the most social times I've ever had in my life were, like, like summers in middle school when I was just on Xbox all day with with people. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude. It's always talking to people, then. Yeah. We had... I had a way more... I don't know, a, a different friend group than I had now. Like, making... Did you have a single, like, Xbox friend that you made... You made friends with them online, and you, uh... Just... I, I don't think I really did. I remember Lard Dog. You remember Lard Dog? <laughs> yes! Oh, dude. Yes. Lard Dog is the gamer tag of some kid Logan Larry, Larry... On Xbox. You I'm follow him on Insta still? Or I, I guess don't have really Insta, and I think yeah. we, we both just, like, lost touch, because yeah. he had... We'll, we'll say it right now. This was dropped in the last episode. This is where he got a PS4 and I got an Xbox One, baby. <laughs> and that's the last time we talked. And he's still on my friends list to this day. Dude, that was me and TJ. Like, me and TJ, I don't, we've barely talked since uh, since he got a PS4. It really... Dude, <laughs> console wars break friendships, man. This is why I'm so excited <laughs> about like cross-platform games. Yeah. I would not be able to play Warzone with, like, Joey and Kyle if it wasn't cross-platform. Yeah, I hope, you know, just, like, Discord or some chat service, like, ends up getting baked into a... A game? Be, well, yeah, a game or, like, the operating system of a console so that you can just connect, like, with, with anyone on any system. Just bring people together. That's great. If only Microsoft, they could fucking do it. Yeah, they could. I think they own Skype, so, like, they, they would really be pushing for that. They've never even improved it to be like it. Do they own Skype? I don't know. Skype's been like bought and sold like multiple times. That was the first like real like, what like VoIP video call? Yeah. Was it the first one? Uh, th- there was Uvu before that. Uvu was before. Uh, I, I can't actually. Do you have say any... if it, it was or wasn't? We do have Uvu memories. We do. From when we got the iPads in middle school. Yeah, in middle school, our school gave us iPads for some reason. Uh, to help us learn, but it really just helped us uvu with kids. Yeah, I talked to a lot of kids I, today I would never talk to. For you'd sure. Be in, you'd be in an uvu call with like eight people, but there was only four slices of the screen, right? So you, you legit had to pick who you're going to look at on this like <laughs> video call. And you would do a joke, but if you were the kid who made a visual joke and you weren't on anybody else's screen and nobody else saw you. Visual joke? What do you mean? Banana costume. <laughs> if you were the kid that put on a banana costume in middle school, but nobody else had you up, and you're just sitting there in a banana costume, I did that. You did that. I forgot I about you that. My... I you have a screenshot of it still, or like you put it on Instagram. I remember that. Maybe it was Facebook. No, you put it on Instagram. I know that it was like my birthday or something. You gave me a shout out. Um, man, I completely forgot. I don't know what happened to that costume. I used to do. That was the year you had, like, an insane growth spurt. Seventh grade. Think so? 
I'm grateful. You know, I think I grew, like, pretty steady, like, three or four inches every year. I remember going to the doctor, like, seeing, like, I had the same doctor every year. So, like, looking at the physical chart, it would show me, like, growing three or four inches every year. I think you I just, just slowed down <laughs> growing at that point. Uh, yeah. And so it, it we, really seemed, like, we what went, the fuck? We went into the seventh grade, like, I felt the same height. We were, like, yeah. the same height. And then you just fucking grew. Yeah, then eighth grade basketball, I was a center, and you were a point guard. <laughs> yeah, dude, audition those dimes. Hell yeah. That team, Mason was such a bad center when they would have Mason. <laughs> He's like the biggest kid on the team, and he would he would get the he would get the rebound for the putback, and he'd always fucking miss. Shout out to Mason right now. Or Mason got you. Great center in football, not a great center in basketball. No. That's what I'll fucking say. Dude, I don't even remember really how he was. Just because I was in my own head trying to grab the rebound. I yeah, bet I, I, bet I could out-rebound. fucking junkyard dog. Hell yeah. <sighs> Took a lot of pride in rebounding. You still do, because I will fucking do I'll get it anytime. Like, the last time we played basketball, and even before that, I was afraid to go up against the rebound for you because of the threat of Noah Bows. And the one day I decided to be fearless is the one day, like... I took a boat to the head. <laughs> you got bowed. <laughs> I got bowed. I'm sorry about that. It happens, dude. It happens when you're in junkyard dog mode. You're different. And your it, eyes... You're, it's kind of like my skill in basketball, too. I'm not technically, like, sound at all, but I can... I can hustle. None of us are, though. That's the... I think Brett's probably yeah. the most skilled player, and that's just from him playing, like, with his brother and his dad for years. Yeah, Brett has a lot of, like, coordination in general, where he can pick pick stuff up really quickly yeah pool Just bowling pool golf ping pong. ping pong like all the like wrecks semi sports that are more like recreational activities he's he's a god at <laughs> for whatever reason not because of practice or like you know playing them I, I think I'm the exact opposite or maybe I just don't care enough to get good at them or like progressing yeah, I'm like know. man I don't want to do this so I'm not gonna fucking touch this that's the thought with a lot of things I remember uh, I'll bring back to the summer after uh, graduation. The reason it was so good was just because all the new people I was hanging out with at the time. Like, remember Zane? Yeah. Brady, and I was hanging out with that group. They played so yeah. much fucking Guitar Hero. Not <laughs> once that summer did I ever pick up that fucking guitar and play. <laughs> not once. That's. I feel like that's not a game that's really fun to watch. Watch people play. Uh, or maybe I just have a memory of like Kyle Matthews playing Guitar Hero all night. It wasn't even it wasn't even the new one. It was the like classic ones. Yeah, I remember Zane would always play those on Xbox. I'd be like, oh, playing Guitar Hero again, not playing uh, Call of Duty. Interesting. Yeah, that was probably the first time I was introduced to that friend group. I guess was uh, over Xbox from Joey Crumweedy. I bet it was. Yeah, because I knew <laughs> Joey's voice on Xbox yeah. before I met him in person. I'm sure you joined a couple Xbox Live parties with Zane and. Joey and Dog. Was it was Nathan? I met a Dog in person before. You did? I did, and they're like, <laughs> they really rag on him, which is kind of like you gotta have a friend like that. It's fun, but <laughs> they were like, hey, don't get him too close to the girls. And I remember, of course. I remember this was when I was hanging out with. Um, she'll probably never watch this, Emma. At the time, we were like about to date, and like, this was when I was being real cringe with girls, and I was like taking it like. I, I, like, fucking cried for no reason over this girl a few times. I don't know why. It was so fucking cringe. You know, I was at a really emotional time, I'll be honest. Because, like, like, you were leaving or getting ready to leave. Yeah. And I still, like, 
for whatever reason, like, after end of senior year, my head was really fucked up for some reason. I think there's a lot of expectations, probably. You were probably really stressed with school and, like, needing expectations. What do you think? It was me. I don't know if I actually have a real version of it or not, but the closest thing I could diagnose, self-diagnose, is, uh, like, some sort of imposter syndrome. Because, like, I think I had a talk with my the counselor at school because this is the one time I ever really took advantage of that resource. That's a resource no one uses. And she's... could be good. I don't know. It depends on the counselor, I feel like. How was it? Awesome. She's the one that probably said, like, hey, like, I'm not saying this, and I'm not saying this to your mom, but you could talk to another medical medical professional and see if you have some sort of learning disability. Because she can't legally say, hey, you probably have ADHD. Get it checked out. Because in that case, the school, since we suggested it, could have to pay for it, I guess. By state law. Or whatever. This is what I've been told by my aunt, who was a teacher at the time. If she diagnosed you? If or, she's if she yeah. like mentioned it to get checked out, maybe you have to look for these things. Mind uh, you, I had a week left in high school when I started taking Adderall. So I never got, again, I'll, I'll say I never got to see the full effect of it. But she, oh yeah, but, but yeah, she brought up that. And then the imposter syndrome, right? Because, like, I just believe that was a fucking disappointment of failure. Mm-hmm. Like, at the time, like, I, wa- I like part of me wanted to die. Like, I, I had, like, kind of thoughts like that. Not ever Going to- back to the jokes, or, like, making jokes about stuff that where you're, like, actually, like, trying to reach out. Like, you'd make jokes about, like, I don't know, maybe I should kill myself or something. That's also when uh, K- KYS or Kill Myself was also, like, kind of a meme. Yeah. At, the, at that point. And I could also disguise it. I remember at Brett's house, um, doing the thing with the TRX uh, ropes. Like, to, like what, what, would, what did you do? I wrapped it around my neck. And, <laughs> and I started, like, my face went purple, dude. It was around these, there. These time. rings that were TRX rings or something. Yeah. And I, yeah, I got it around my neck. And I was just like, I would hang. I was hanging off the <laughs> on purpose. And it I looked was, hilarious. I was laughing maniacally because I thought at the same time I really did that. They, that was more. That was more of a joke than a cry for help. Yeah. To this day, I know that was more of a joke because I kept mentioning. And for my birthday months earlier, we had seen a movie. That movie was Suicide Squad. <laughs> so during this thing, my face is purple. I'm choking. And I'm like pseudo hanging myself off this couch after like a court warming dance. I'm laughing, saying, what is this? Some kind of suicide squad? (laughs) Does no one, like, read the script? No one flagged that, like, during the the movie. Like, hey, this is a little cringe. What is... I don't like that line. I thought... I I think to this day, I still think it's hilarious. (laughs) It's funny, yeah. And you, you still... I probably couldn't say it in certain circles, but, like... With the room, how it was that day, like, I remember Kyle Matthews was really into Marissa at that time, and she was there. Really? And, um, yeah, and we were just all in Brett's basement, and I can't remember. I think Destiny was there, Big D. Wait, when was this? This was junior year, court warming, because this was right after- Like, Marissa and Destiny were both there? Yeah, yeah, this was right after me and Steph broke up, and I was just, like, really sad. Shout out to you for being there, really- like, being a homeboy during that whole thing, because that shit was awful. Nice. I don't, yeah. Um, but that was, like, less than a month after that happened, and, dude, it was just, that was fucking, 
that was a night, man. That was really weird. I was alone during You, you have such a better, like, memory, and I really wish I had it of, like, just experiences in high school. I can't remember shit. And I'm like, you went to so nice many to dances, about. though, dude. <laughs> you went to so many dances. You doubled up on every dance from, like, middle of sophomore year on. Yeah. I, I probably set some records at Belton. Or, Frank Peck. Most Probably went to, like... In, in total, like, a dozen dances, at least. A year. <laughs> a year. Well, I guess... Because there was I went three, to six senior, a year. Senior and a... Like, senior and junior year, I went to six a year. Because three Belton and three... In... I... Three right back. Fortunately, because of who I dated, I never went to that. I had different experiences because I dated a girl that went to a private Christian school. Ooh. My first girl... Do you ever go to a dance at her school? They don't allow dancing. <laughs> they didn't allow dancing, dude. So... We'd have that, yeah, where all these girls like dress up, like really nice. You just look at each other. And we went to Jack Stack, which was fire. Yeah. Really good eats. We went to the Jack Stack, like somewhere in KC, in a really cool venue. And then we got on these like in these vans because the school doesn't have buses; they have transportation vans for sports. Mm-hmm. And they took us to a comedy club. Do you remember the one we went to for your birthday? Comedy City. Same one. I love that place. We went there. It's we improv. Just, I love improv. This girl, Hannah, that was Steph's good friend at the time from school, she uh, she had a boyfriend that was really cringe at the time, and they all were like, why don't you break up with him? He's cringe. And she's like, I don't want to. He got up on stage and said oh some like some really, I don't remember what shit, but really cringe shit. About her? To or, her, like, oh, I love you so Oh, lovey as, like, and this was me, 16 like, Yeah, 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 yeah. And this was... When me and Steph were just kind of, like, looking at each other, like, what the fuck? Steph's like, go go do that for me. Nah, she wasn't... <laughs> she was... She was cringed out. While, like, I didn't... That relationship, dude, I was a horn dog. <laughs> dude, I mean, you're 16 years old, hell yeah. Dude, I'd started masturbating probably, like, six months prior Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember we talked about this. I was like a late bloomer with a all that stuff. A late bloomer. Um, I keep, dude, I, one story leads to, this is how my mind works. I can't like keep and make one point. I just like tell a no, long story. It makes story. for good transitions. I guess it may it not does. lead to like really diving deep into a topic, but it's solid transitions. Feels natural. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's just how my mind works. It's, it's hippity hoppity. That's kind of how you guys talked the other day. You guys talked about more like, I guess, concepts though. What do you mean, concepts? Like, we, you went from talking basketball to like almost dabbling into some Me Too stuff. Yeah, but I think like you, you could look back on this conversation and be like, oh, there are concepts here, but that's something more that you realize later. Rather yeah, because I wasn't in that conversation. I was just. No. Like, yeah, but oh, this when I reflected fire. on it later, like I could feel like, oh wow, we did actually talk about like multiple topics. Yeah. But during it, I was like, did we even talk about I, anything for the last? I haven't. Yeah, I had ideas coming into this, but in reality, like when it comes to talking to you, man, a lot to say. <laughs> Hell yeah. We haven't even touched like a real like topic that I even had thinking about coming to this time. We've like, we've touched on. Let's summarize it later, because... Yeah, I, yeah we're, we're good. We're, we're, we're good. We're we flying. We're doing if great. somebody's still listening at this point, which I think Race will be, like, one of the only people to, because... Nah, hell nah. People are enjoying this. Alright. I don't know. Let's go. Let's talk about my love life, dude. High school love life some more. God, yeah. I was a... Looking back, man, I was a lady killer. <laughs> Is that right? There was a lot more action than I actually thought I had in high school before this, like, two years of, like, two... 
two years plus of like not dating. But yeah. I've looked back and I'm like, because you've been there from the moment of my first kiss. Because you were there that day. I was there. You were. Uh, let's tell that story just because it's oh, a really dude, unique first. Set the a unique scene. first kiss. Let's set the scene. We uh we were at Worlds of Fun an amusement park, riding roller coasters all day. Logan and his girl. And, uh, well, except, like, did we, we didn't even We met them it. that day. We met them that day. <laughs> we, we like, knew, we knew the... these kids because they went to school with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, So, at the time, we were 8th graders going to, going to be freshmen. They were 7th graders going to be 8th graders. So, like, they were a year younger than us. And, like, these girls were, like, I thought, or, like, my thoughts of them socially were, oh, those are, like, some of the prettier girls in the school below us. Or, like, For at sure? least with one girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, like, popular. Yeah. For their grade. And I was, like... At the end of high school, I would say, like, everybody knew me, and I had a pretty good, like, friendship. Like, everybody knew me. You you were popular in the sense that, like, people knew you and liked you, but not popular in the sense that you, like, I was a I was a starting quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. I was a captain of the football team, and I dated the best cheerleader. Not in that sense. I was popular in... If I wanted to, because I knew all the kids, and I was popular with all the sex. Yeah, anyone would have a conversation with you. I won junior class president by just not having the vote of this like what would have been thought of as the popular kids at the time oh yeah which is hilarious because like lexi just did everything for me (laughs) (laughs) i bet lexi like was fine with that though she's like i'm okay she bitched about it but you know she bitched about it and she liked bitching about it (laughs) she liked complaining about that because like it was more fun for her but you know what hey if that's if that's what you like, man, I ain't gonna judge. She did a really good job working on that stuff. Hell yeah, shout out. And then senior year, I was like, ah, I don't want to run again. That was awful because people actually didn't like me after that. I remember that's when like our kind of group with you, early, become, you became a politician. Yeah. I became a politician, man. I was a controversial subject because the people wanted me, but man, the elites the elites hated me. <laughs> the elites of the school didn't. Yeah, like you're me like our time. man Trump. I guess, <laughs> even though I didn't, I. He's done something at least, and I did nothing. Taking Pence, down Q-Nine. Pence wasn't making our class float. <laughs> Lexi was. <laughs> <laughs> shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Pence for building her class float. What, what, what were we talking about that led to like you being like like popular? We were talking about first kiss. Why am I like oh this? Oh my god. <laughs> This is how my brain works. I have like half a conversation in my head that's not actually verbalized, so I move so quick. Speaking tangentially here. Yeah, I feel like Victor going on rants. He, he does do that. Is that a bit? I think that's a bit. Uh, I think he enjoys it, and I enjoy it, so like we just roll with it. Like, I always try to interject, and I, in, I think he's been doing this for like two years at least. I haven't really reflected on that. Yeah, he's been doing it. I don't know if he always did this. He didn't do it in high school. No? In high school, he was like, Victor's way more like secure in himself now than he was in high school. Think so? 100%. Victor, like, think well, right. doesn't get peer yeah. pressured into anything now. You cannot yeah. tell Victor what to do now. Hell yeah. In high school, he like gave into like us yeah, you're right. antics so much. Uh, he, he's, he's like, while he hasn't like, I think Victor's grown a lot as a person. He's I more like, so. I know who I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the fucking first kiss. So we were riding roller coasters all day, and it was me, Noah, and the name I dropped earlier, my boy Ethan. 
And Ethan, Ethan was. A I forgot he man. was there. Ethan is a la- was a ladies' man. <laughs> like Ethan, like always had a girlfriend, and he could just talk to girls, like for whatever reason. And we, he had a girlfriend at the time of some sort. I can't remember who it was. I can't think that far back. No. But he had a girlfriend at the time, and Claire. <laughs> I was single, and Noah was single, and you know we just two single fellas that you know out just on the looking, prowl, out on the prowl, waff, and. uh we bumped into them for some reason. It wasn't Elliot dating your sister at the time, too. Like, her sister at the time. Seems very possible. Yeah. And Elliot is the brother of one of the, the girls. Yeah. The, the, the girl, girl that, Logan had his first kiss. Uh, what a magical moment. <laughs> I think this is my mental thought process during this time was, I never kissed a girl because I didn't know how, and I was afraid to fuck it up, which is still why I struggle with girls, because I'm afraid to fuck things up. I, I'm not a Kobe Bryant. I'm not even a Steve Kerr. I am not efficient with the shot because I'm not. I don't take shots. I'm like a Dion Waiters. You gotta be that Lamelo Ball, just taking all the shots. Taking all the shots, dude. And then you learn on the way. That's how he plays. Is like he's very experimental, and I love it. That's that's a rant, but (laughs) that's you're a Hornets guy. I, I am. All, there, yeah. all of a sudden, Gordon Hayward and Lamelo Ball. Wait, no, no, wait. Gordon Hayward's on that team now? Hell yeah. <laughs> I haven't paid attention to the NBA in like two years. Dude, preseason just started. It's, it's dope. Gordon Hayward's on that team? Yeah. I remember when like Utah like matched an offer sheet for him because Charlotte was trying to sign him years yep. ago. Wow. He's there now. Yeah, he kind of got underutilized or he kind of got pooped on in Boston. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate because they just had so many wings already. But we should probably actually finish the thought we had about your first kiss. This isn't gonna. This is the first thought of like a whole chain of like my relationships I've had. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just the first kiss. Not even. I mean, all right. So basically, <laughs> like throughout the day, like we went, we ate pizza together. I was doing my thing, being an idiot, and Noah was doing his thing, being smart with his words and not you know having a sensor and this is why noah i think is smart and he will come off so smart because you can you pick and choose what you say <laughs> i just let it fly i shoot from that the might head. be accurate <laughs> i think yeah i appear i guess from the outside dumber than i am because i just i think that's true which hey it's whatever i've learned to deal with it it makes me sad sometimes but hey it's fun <laughs> it is it yeah. allows you to have some fun too. So basically, we rode rides. I rode rides with this girl. I was I was really hype because this pretty girl was like talking to me and was interested. I was so hype and I was terrified to do a first kiss. And Ethan was like, "Just do this," and he did his face motion. I'm like, "Just do that and press it against." Okay, enduring, enduring <laughs> this perfect scene where Noah. Ethan's alone because Ethan Ethan is just wingmaning the hardest out here. I didn't even I forget, I thought he was gone by that point. In the no, day. Ethan was like on his own because we were on a Ferris wheel at this point. Ethan's on his own little like seat back there behind us all. <laughs> you were in front of me with yeah with, with the other girl yeah that you probably I don't think you were interested in but you were not just particularly. There I mean for she's me. fine. There for me, I'll say that. There for a homeboy, and uh, fireworks were going off. And this is like on a Ferris time. wheel like. During the evening, during the sunset, fireworks, like, the sun, like, had just went down, but still kind of there, but fireworks were going up. It oh, was... it was beautiful. And that's where I had my first kiss. And that, dude, that's such a setting. That is epic. I, I think very few people had that. So, 
going forward from my girl talk then, then there was another girl that liked me. Because at this point, we still had season Dude, passes. that wasn't our first time at Worlds of Fun, yeah. Or, like, or, or, was or, that other... wasn't our only time. I mean, we had the, we, we met those Malia and Riley. I remember their names. The two girls yep. we met that went, were in, from Topeka. Yep. That was cool. That girl Riley ended up being really hot. <laughs> yeah, I, I followed her on Instagram for a while. Yep, and I followed I, them. Yeah. But, uh, and then kind of moving the story forward, the next girl that had interest with me was Marissa. Um, and I remember I wasn't interested in, like, at all. Yeah. But, like, they always kind of, like, were like, oh, They're, like, trying to pressure you into it. Well, that, that happened multiple times where, like, I didn't want to date anybody. I wasn't interested in, like, a girl at that point. Yeah. Like, same thing happened in, like, 7th grade or 8th grade with Maddie. Remember that Belt couple, cute couple post page? I looked at that, like, a month ago. <laughs> I was about to bring that up. And they tried to send me with a girl that's, like, really, that's, really nice girl, but I did not want to date. That's and so funny. They took was, a picture, or, like, they took two pictures of they me. They had a screen collage. They put them side by side, a picture of me just looking like a dumbass because <laughs> I'm actually stupid and her. <laughs> And they're like, they should date because like she's really cute and nice, and Logan's crazy. And now we're minus, <laughs> I'm crazy, guys. Holy shit, you're crazy. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't into her. I think it was because I was kind of like, I acted like a ditzy spaz, and she also acted like a ditzy spaz. I'm like, oh, two of them together equals love. love. Freshman logic, and I would flirt in my own awkward freshman way of flirting, but I wasn't into her. Nothing came about. I can't remember anything past that point. Fast forward a little bit. I had my first, I, I would consider, girlfriend after that. A girl named Maddie that I did not talk to after we broke up, like, ever, like, throughout high school. I think I would sit at her lunch table, like, junior year maybe, make some jokes, and then go to another lunch table and make some dumb jokes. But, I, uh, I dated her for m- multiple months. And I did not kiss her, again, because I was nervous because I hadn't kissed Damn. a girl, and I was afraid of fucking up. But hadn't you, like, you you kissed, kissed the year before. The year before, yeah. But I was afraid of forgot, even though I never knew. Yeah. And I still refused to kiss her because I was terrified, and we never kissed, and I kind of started dating her just because, like, girlfriend, girl, girl into me, okay. Okay. I wasn't, like, crushing on her super hard or anything, I just kind of dated her. Yeah. Feels good to have someone like interested in you, I guess. Cool question for you. Yeah. Did, outside of Marissa and Big D, did you like kind of go out with anybody else during high school? During high school? Yeah. Because you dated Big D for a while. That would have taken up a lot of. Yeah, that was like over half of high school. Um, no, before high school, like like the summer before, I I dated Heather for like a week. And she broke up with me. Rip. Fucking tragic. That was. <laughs> what a moment. I forgot about that. Yeah. Now you're the one remembering. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't forget that. You were distraught. We still hung out after that. And then she got a boyfriend. No, she got a boyfriend like the day we broke up. It, no, she started dating Wyatt immediately again, which they only dated for like, what? A couple months after that. Was it a couple months? They yeah. dated a really long time before that. I forgot they, like, were a thing. I forgot they associated. <laughs> it's so funny, because, like, they really, like, were a large part of each other's lives during a very crucial point where you're developing as a person. And now, like, it's kind of weird to think of them as, like... Ever dating, because it's been, yeah. like... They're very different people. We're creeping on a decade since that happened. 
We're getting that old now. We're creeping on a decade. Uh, yeah. Damn. Even even since we've both been kind of done dating since our last time dating, for the most part, you've probably got a few apps, right? Did you try any apps? Yeah, I tried the the Tinder. I hate um, Tinder. It's cancer. Tinder is so shit. Uh, I hate it. I think there's a lot of girls on there looking for attention. I think I've sort of like learned a lot of tricks of the trade of how to like you know use it use it effectively and efficiently but you ever use bumble i i downloaded it once but i i never match with anyone or use it i think i downloaded it and i set one up halfway and then i just stopped because i'm like this seems cringe. It, if anybody it felt I like know, I was really trying whenever I downloaded that. I was like, yeah, nah. I feel really weird using that because it doesn't seem as casual and it makes you look more desperate. Yeah, because you're like out there looking for love. Yeah, Tinder is more of a sandbox because you can get imagined and say dumb shit because it doesn't have to be <laughs> the girl. That's what I would do. Again, I can't focus on shit, so I have a conversation with a girl, and then at the point where you're supposed to ask her on a date or hook up or like get yeah. her snap or something. I would say some dumb shit, and I would end the conversation right there and then, because it was funny. That's some love avoidance right there. That is. I don't even some love. fear. I actually saw a girl I matched with on Tinder in real life. I'd never seen before, but I matched with her. Sierra we, we Yeah, we uh we we exchanged. She recognized you. We didn't say a word, but I knew in her eyes. <laughs> We're like, oh, we matched each other the other day. Oh, I know you. Getting Tinder is, I, I the aspect of like seeing saying something real and seeing something you know and being that vulnerable to somebody like, or like appearing even like remotely vulnerable for me to somebody I don't know and like looking for something real, it just scares me. I don't want the wrong person I don't know and don't like giving me shit because yeah I'd like to date somebody. Yeah, I had one girl that I'd worked with that I'm friends with bring up me on tinder and that made me so uncomfortable bring you up like she like saw oh i saw you there. on tinder i hate she that. just said that I like in front that. of everyone like oh yeah i mean there's nothing to be shamed shameful of during covid it's not like this was well before covid i haven't yeah, had tinder in good well over a year and even then like i'll be on it for a few months at a time kind of use yeah. it say man this is really cancer but a lot of like the other places like you can meet people are like the gym and bars and we're not old enough for bars and like i'm old I mean, enough. you are like at the time like oh yeah and like the gym like can kind of be like a little little creepy and like sometimes you're also always around those people because they're there at the same time yeah so if you, you get denied you have to see them every day yeah which i'm fine with but i also like gym relationships are weird What's i've that? seen it's something it's almost like dating a friend group if, if something goes wrong and you, like, date and then break up, one of you is either switching gyms or it's going to be really awkward <laughs> and you're playing the avoiding game. And people Dude, I gym, wouldn't switch gyms. People at the gym <laughs> tend to air out their dirty laundry. And, like, if somebody, like, say you broke up with them because they have a bad habit of lying to make themselves look better or describing situations inaccurately to make themselves the victim, okay, you are going to get shit on. And if somebody is not, like, mature and understands, hey, they could just be shitting on him, and this could be, like, half not true. Because, again, in my situations, like, I've had a situation like this before, like, you get trashed on, and people just look at you differently forever. 
based on something like you never something had your ex says when they're like obviously at a point where like i mean it's good to like sort of like it, it's sort of healthy to rag on your ex in a way because it helps me i have to like kind of like hate it. somebody to get over somebody if i was yeah i had to hate steph to get over her and i had to despise i don't want to get past her mm-hmm. it's been the same ways i firmly gotten past like i'm way past steph because it's been like shit like 40 well over 40 it's been years a while. now um and then it's been a couple years since emma and i just decided not to date after that because multiple reasons yeah what do you think they are <sighs> self-growth was like the main reason i wanted to grow as a person and as an individual and kind of reflect on how i behaved then i definitely improved dating her versus when i dated steph yeah but i was very like self-conscious in some some justified yeah. like a lot of it justified a lot of it not i think security is very important in relationships like when you're secure you can just like you're not, you're not going to be worrying about things like cheating i did not goes. yeah i, I was i didn't at the time cheating was never something that bothered yeah. me i was just you know how i was at that time after high school i was very like the straightest arrow you'll like no like no drinking no smoking yeah. weed i don't i'm not fine with people around me doing that even like i still to this day won't smoke because you know my family's cup of tea is heroin but uh, <laughs> uh like now I, I could care less like hey if you want to smoke if you want to do a certain drug that's your choice yeah. i'm not going to judge you for it like, as, as you mature happen. like it, it's just something where like you get to like kind of let people live their own lives but when you grow up being taught like something's like bad and like i don't know also when you're young people think it's cool to like partake in drugs and alcohol and the drinking and like so not doing it like i'm already tired of it <laughs> tired of drinking and partying like yeah at, at my own house like i'm so past that shit because it's so annoying to want to go to bed <laughs> and have a bunch of drunk people like turning up music and being like, or like, just like doing it like super often. Because mm-hmm. that's just, go home, leave me alone. I don't even, like, drinking tastes like shit. It, it's, I don't find it fun anymore unless there's like a specific situation where that's like, like, if we go to SEMO, like, a lot of the goal for at least me is to drink and get drunk with some yeah. really fun people and have a really good time. Yeah, I think like the goal is definitely something that's like, something to think about because the goal like when you're here isn't like you don't have that same goal that you have whenever you're going to a school I and drinking stresses like this is like if anything gets damaged yeah if i do anything stupid here and i get the cops called like i i she comes back to you it just comes back like to, to racing. Like, <laughs> like all the responsibility comes back on me because like yeah. i have to be in charge like the one time i i really made it and i don't think i'm gonna ever get blackout drunk again because it's just, it's not a good feeling the next day when I'm throwing yeah. up. Yeah. It, it was, I puked everywhere. I vomited all over myself. And I had to, uh, I had to clean it up the next day. And I didn't smell it because I think it was my own vomit. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I didn't, I didn't smell it. I, I Yeah, you don't really smell, like, things that come out of your own body, it seems like. Only my own farts directly out. Dude, I don't even smell. (laughs) (laughs) 
Put him in a jar, save him for later. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, I... That was bad. I don't I don't like it. But again, the whole point of that was, like, I don't care now. But at the time, me and, me and the person, like, we didn't see eye to eye on that. And instead of, like, having, like, a disagreement, well, like, I... I gave the person ultimatum. Like, this is from what I know I did wrong because I don't want to, like... I don't want to dog, dog on them for something that happened years ago when they were, like, much younger. And oh, more yeah. Mature. But I know what I did wrong and I can improve on. And I definitely, mm-hmm. like, gave an ultimatum and, like, took things too seriously for somebody who was just out of high school dating somebody who was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... It was cringe. And looking back, I cringe on some of the things like I, I felt at that time because it's like, dude, why are you taking it so serious? Uh, yeah, I, I've i grown from that. I've learned from that. But still, there's a part of me that there is moments where I've had interactions with this person. The one interaction I've had post high school, and it reminded me why I felt a certain way. And it's happened with both. I, I guess I, I've dated three girls I can, I guess I considered. I've been yeah. called the first boyfriend of one that I didn't necessarily consider a full relationship. Interesting. This is one of the... Michaela. Okay. Of, like, of those three, there was, like, probably one person... Like, if I if I was to ever, like, try to date somebody again, it would 100% be her. She was great. <laughs> she, was a, she was great. It's a great everybody person right her. there. Everybody loved her. Like, Michaela was yeah. awesome. Like, not ragging on the others. Everyone's got their issues, and, like, everyone's grown up. Especially when you're, like, so young, like, you've got... We actually... I don't think me and Michaela actually, like... She had her own issues at the time. And, yeah. Like, we, we... I don't think... You didn't we, get to the point where, we, Neither like, of us, like, got to the point where we were, like, super, like, cuddly cozy on each other. Like, yeah. we never... I never, like, kissed her on the lips. Yeah. Like, it was... It was a really sweet thing to happen at the beginning of senior year. That's, like, really cool memories. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was a fun time because I, I got to learn some, like, lessons from it. But I was a senior in high school looking for somebody more pro- – I think, like, I was looking – I don't remember necessarily because these are thoughts of me three years ago. Yeah. As a as a, a 18-year-old. But, like, there wasn't, like, making out or anything. And I think I wanted a lot of that. And she had a lot of her own problems that an 18-year-old Logan with, like, less maturity could not – I don't think deal with at that point – yeah, she might not have been looking for uh, what you were looking for, the making that, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I was lonely and I wanted somebody to do that stuff with, and it solved the loneliness, and I found a really cool person that I'm still, like, friends with to this day, and I would 100%, like, give it up, just because, like, we didn't get to that point where, like, it was a very mutual breakup, or I guess if you call it a breakup, or decided to stop, like, seeing each other like that. It was yeah. really mutual, there was zero hard feelings, and she ended up dating a really, really good guy after that. That probably helped her with those issues a lot more than I could ever could. <laughs> like he was it's way very mature, still way say. more mature than me to to this day. Really good guy. He actually ended up talking to my first girlfriend years later. Oh, how about that? Yeah, and then that, circle nothing, of life. nothing came of it. Small town. Circle of life. What happens when you grow yeah. up in the, suburban Missouri? Yeah, this. This time though, I, I guess it, I, I feel that too. Where like I, I felt like I needed to grow for relationships. Just like some things were like immature, but I also think that can be an excuse sometimes to not like join a relationship or like seek one out because seeking one out like could lead to I don't know rejection, and so 
having that excuse of, oh, I need to, like, better myself right now, like, is always a way to, like, put it off. Yeah. It's it's an excuse I've used and I've had used on me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's an yeah. excuse. I think some people really believe that they're, like, like they can only do this and they couldn't have a relationship at the time. I, I, I think sometimes a relationship, like, people can hold you back from changing. Yeah. I, I found that. And I, I guess I'll bring up a specific circumstance because I'm really good friends with this person. But, like, we're, like, what? You're at 140. Yeah. Like, this person supports me and we're really... I think we're fairly close friends. I share things with her that I don't share with many people. Um, this is a girl that... It's plutonic, but I would 100% date this girl. She She's she's great in, like, yeah. every aspect. Yeah. And I think the longer I've talked to her, the more she understands me in... Sometimes that's really hard for girls to do because I'm so... Understands you as in your humor and just My that, like... My humor and when I'm making a joke or, like, how seriously th- I'll take yeah. things. Like, how I'm not just, a, like, an idiot or trying to be the same, like, silly all the time. I can be very serious, too, and have, like, a well-thought-out conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Like, I would 100% date her. However, she is not looking for anything at the moment. And I'm not gonna ever... Like, if a girl says... And again, some guys are completely against this. Like, no, push that person, do this. I'm not. If somebody says something, dude, I'm not gonna push. Like, oh, you know, you should date. No, dude. Yeah. If you say no to me. Like, yeah, that's hard because I think like a lot of girls like also like shield themselves with that. They, they shield themselves, yeah. And so like you, you kind of have to take had, out a pickaxe. I had a really good friend that was a girl that I was. I don't know if I was really into, but I kind of wanted to like see if things could go anywhere with her, and she would talk to me because I'm a pretty people tend to spill their problems to me at least girls do when I have them like in a one-on-one mm-hmm. setting because like, I'm a even in this conversation a decent listener if she has something serious to yeah. say and I'll talk it through and give my best perspective um, but I've learned a lot of like girls just will talk to me about guy problems and that's when you kind of know you're like in that place yeah now. that that's not a good sign yeah <laughs> This girl hasn't though. This the 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 one I've been pretty good friends with for a while. Yeah, she's never done it, which means like doors open maybe. Is the door open? Is it cracked or is it just? I would be completely. It's a really heavy door, but it's like. I'm pretty strong guy. You're pretty strong. (laughs) (laughs) Your back might be hurt, but yeah, I can I can still pull if I needed to. Hell yeah. But yeah, I. I would be completely fine with this person, though, if they weren't ever into me like that. And we'd just remain friends. They're actually, like, that's good. a legit human being. That's and that's a, probably that's why part of the reason I'm attracted to them is because, like, I could see, like, there's a friendship side of things. And there's not just, like, it's not just me being a horny boy. Being horned a horny dog. boy. Because, damn, <laughs> dude. Like, I, I haven't had sex for over two years. But, like, when I'm I in a relationship, like, dude, yeah. it gets so bad. I have... Very bad impulse control if that, like, the seal is broken. Because my, te- my sex drive goes way up when I'm in a relationship. Yeah. And, like, that door's open and that yeah, person for sure, also man. wants to do that. Yeah, it's toxic, man. I made some, like, I I really, the next girl, I, I want to try to have as much self-control as I can with that stuff. And not, like, hook up at all. And not until, like, a certain point in the relationship where I know, like, we have bonded over things. And the relationship is not based on, like... Uh, is sexual desire or sexual mm-hmm. like satisfaction yeah that's certainly like an important aspect though relationships it's nice to have that with someone um 
yeah, you also want to be able to connect. I think that's more important to me than, like, any sexual aspect at this point. Because every time I've just been a horny boy, things haven't gone the best. In the one, like, the one time I didn't act that way, I probably found, like... Act what way? Like, just, like, super horny with this person. Oh, okay. and like yeah. The, the one time I dated somebody and it didn't go that way, I ended up getting to know, know the person well and made a good evaluation till horny boy tendencies came out of me <laughs> in senior high school and I just wanted to hook up, which is weird when I, I guess... That Dude, I kind of miss that, though. Like, that, like, I feel like I'm losing it. Just, like, a constant, like, you know, horn dog feeling. Like, the longer, like, you're, like, not I, necessarily around people. Did I tell you this the other day? I don't know if I, I have. don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> to, like, feel, like, an emotion that I don't feel all the time. Because, like, like kind of that, like, what, what would you say? Like, when you're dating somebody and things just feel perfect. Like, that bliss. that It's euphoric. Yeah. It's an euphoric feeling that you only get, or at least I've only ever had, when I'm in a, I'm with a girl and I'm like, damn, I could, like, be with this girl, be with this girl, like, for a while. This euphoric feeling after like a good day out or something like that when you just like sit back and it's not it's not sexual it's just like this is this is great this is where I want to be life's good I haven't had that euphoric feeling in years but I think the counter to that euphoric feeling is the desperation and the hurt of like breaking up and the sadness because like really I I don't know if this is how you you you're not the same way I don't think you have the same emotionals I'm either irritated by sure. something. Like, my mood is either irritated or the same as I always am. Very rarely am I, I mean, like, actually sad about things anymore. But to feel that and feel like a different emotion, if I'm, like, even a little bit, like, kind of lonely, I turn on some music I know I could probably cry to. And I I go on on a drive. Because, like, I want to feel something different. Dude, it's important to feel a full range of emotions. I feel like I... You remember that Jimmy V speech? Uh, he he was the guy oh, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to like, what's a full? What's a complete day? A, a complete day. You have to laugh. You have to cry. And I think it's you have what, to have learned something. Learn something new every day, and that's a full day. I, it's such a powerful speech, and then like, just a full range of emotions is really, dude. That's hard great. to find now. Yeah. Dude, it's so much easier when things are... I think that's why people like toxic relationships. Or they feel attached to certain toxic yeah. relationships. I think it depends on the relationship, for sure. But you can feel everything in one day. Yeah. You have learned something new about the person. You could have laughed because <laughs> they said something funny or you had a really good moment. And then you could you could probably cry because you are now in a yelling match that you don't want to be in and you're afraid of what's to come. Yeah, I'm sure you definitely feel alive then when you're not feeling like emotions. Like, it's not... Not like you're feeling alive, but if you're in a toxic relationship, you're sure feeling something. Dude, all the time. (laughs) With me, it was like, I don't know if I would consider any of my relationships toxic. I would have to evaluate them with like a friend, I guess, because you weren't, you were around me and Steph. Would you have called that one toxic? Mm, No. Just two 16-year-olds that were being 16-year-olds. Basically, yeah. Sounds you weren't right. around me with my last relationship at the time, and I kind of wonder if that was toxic because I didn't. So, feel... like, what? 
what would toxic be like toxic? i felt completely emotionally unstable i felt like i needed this person and i would take all the blame for something that was just like a thing that happens right mm-hmm. like we got in a, a fight one time and basically like after the fact because it was just me like I, I felt like I was being lied to, and I guess I kind of was at the time mm-hmm. about some stuff that we had talked about and agreed upon before. And after the fact, I really wanted to be with her so bad that I took all of the blame mm. for like the fight. I'm like, no, it's my fault. I'm not thinking straight. Like I did this, this, and that. And uh, yeah, I just took all the blame and went back. And then it didn't work out, and it was actually worse than it was before because it was like a month of really bad. And then I was like, oh, no. Like, after, like, it kind of reached a tipping point. It was like, no, it's my fault after that to, like, try to stay with her. Because I don't know if it was, like, horn dog loving me. Like, no, she's too, like, hot to get rid of. Or me just, like, wanting somebody emotionally to express myself to. Because I felt so, like, alone at the time. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's toxic, I guess, for me, at least. That person, that yeah, person Yeah, it's making well. decisions, like, maybe not, like, the decision to, uh, like, let her have her way rather than the, the decision to, you know, say what you want to because you have other things that you care about and the probably subconsciously, like, just having someone to be with. Did you ever feel that way during, like, because you, you date, like, how long did you and Big D date? Total. Total, probably, let's see, two years, over two and a half, probably like two and three quarters in total. Do you, that's like longer than I've ever dated in my life. Do you think like, because you definitely deal with some harder shit having a relationship that long because you become attached to that person's actual like home life and shit. Like, was there any moment like their home life made you want to like leave? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, in high school, I was always just kind of, like, annoyed with the situation, like, at her house. Like, we were always, like, had to do what her family did. Um, and I think, like, as a kid in high school, I was, I was a horn dog. I was like, Let, let's do our own thing. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and I don't know. The, the home life didn't really bother me, though, I, I wouldn't say. At least... Uh... With Steph, like, I loved, I loved her parents. Mm -hmm. Her parents were fucking great. Like, they really liked me, and I got along with them super well. So being at their house and doing what her family wanted to, like, going to, like, her family, like, Christmas or Thanksgiving, that was a blast. I had so much fun doing that. (laughs) That's awesome. Like, most people dread that time of year. Uh And then, like, when we did it, and I did it with this girl. I think it depends on the family, but yeah. I was super nervous when she invited me for the first time to, like... All these people are going to meet me and they're going to judge me. Oh, well, I I fucked up. I mean, first real relationship. I fucked up so many times with this. Like, just, like, simple technical things. Like, I was terrified to meet her family. I thought, like, based on my other experiences with girls, like, meeting their dad, like, they'd try to intimidate me. But... Because, like, I had a situation where uh, a girl's dad dropped her off at my house, but I met him, and he tried to intimidate me in my own house. And my dad, my dad's pretty built. Yeah. He came down the stairs, and he's he's built, but he's, like... He could sense it. He charism- sense he's trying to, like... Well, my dad's, like, pretty fucking charismatic, I think, and, like, yeah. a really fun guy to be around. Yeah. So my dad, like, cut the tension with a goddamn knife, which is just his personality, and he just, like... 
he was just like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, how are you? And the guy was like, oh, okay. And the guy, you could see the guy felt awkward after my dad had caught him trying to do that. Uh-huh. But my dad, like, being a, being a salesman, being a guy that can pitch anything. Hell yeah. He, uh, he was able to cut the awkward tension. And then I ended up hanging out with that girl. I think there's, like, a real realization that, like, you probably, like, that he probably had during that moment that, like, oh, this isn't just some, like, horn dog teenage boy. This is a guy with a family and, like, a dad who is also in the same situation that I am. I'm in. It's like, oh, he's got a nice dad. I mean, that might mean he's nice. Who knows? Yeah, I, uh, I, this is, this is a girl that I went out with a little bit sophomore year before my first, like, I guess she was my girlfriend, I think, at the time. I, I can't remember, because I almost, like, cut off things that happened before I dated Steph. Mm-hmm. Like, I dated people. Like, do you remember Sydney at all? I remember like hearing about her, but I, I never. I don't think never I met her. her. No, nope, she didn't meet any of my friends. She was like a friend of Jory's. That's how the group chat started. It was a TBH <laughs> to Jory that yeah, led this to is her true. trying to set me up with Sydney. That led to us talking a little bit, and then she was like, "Oh, I didn't actually want a relationship, so we're not going to date anymore." Which is just we're early high school. You're like you're still like toddlers at this point when it comes to relationships <laughs> and how to do stuff. So it, it went like that, and I actually. Like, two years later, like, maybe a year and a half over, it was a few, like, it was probably six months after, like, not not six months, like, four months after Steph and I, five months after Steph and I broke up, she hit me up, she said happy birthday on my story out of nowhere, and then I went on a few dates with her again and talked to her a lot, and it was like, this was like, going into senior year, Yeah. and then, uh, I don't know what happened, I just thought she... We got, I got really bored talking to her for whatever reason, and she didn't like memes. It's a red flag. And to and to really like end the conversation, to make sure like we didn't talk to each other again, I sent her a really, really just like fucked up meme. <laughs> and we, <laughs> and we never it. talked again. I see her constantly when I'm at work. I see her like bi-weekly. I'll see her and she'll come in. You guys say hi? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. None, neither of us have been like, oh, hey, what's up in a friendly way. It's just like, hi, how are you? Nope. Like, neither of us act like, she's dated like, I think Dude, so that's a perfect guys. opportunity to like, have a really uncomfortable like, situation if you wanted to, There's to been, have one. <laughs> I think if I did, it would be most uncomfortable if I did it like this now, if I saw her next time. Because... There's probably been 20 times when I've seen her. <laughs> Plenty of time to and say it's hi. Completely and it's completely obvious. Super obvious. Well, how have you been? Be super personable. <laughs> that would be so good. She'd be, she'd be shook. Oh. Yeah, she's kind of an awkward person too. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Fuck, man. That, yeah. I, other than that, the situations at Quick Trip have been, that's where I work. I work at QT, guys. If you you didn't know me and you're listening to this, um, I've seen all of the girls I have dated at work. Any sincerity, yeah, at work. Whether I just talked to them on like a messenger app for a while, or I had dated them, dated them. You feel uncomfortable seeing them afterwards? I don't know. Like I, I, I've never seen the one time. The worst time for me was seeing. The first time, it was the first time I had seen, like, the girl Emma after we dated. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I had seen her dad somewhere, like, maybe a month after we dated. And I had straight up, like, I never had a panic attack before, you know? Before <laughs> that fucking woman. I had a legit panic attack. 
dude, I look like such a fucking pussy. Yes. Seeing her dad that, like, I'm like, oh, she completely said all this shit about me to this man and not knowing whether this man just, like, took every word because a lot of the people around her ate up every fucking word. And I'm not saying the guys did. I actually get along with a lot of the guys to this day while I'm not close to them like I was during that time period. Um, I think some of their words stuck because I remember... I, I, I hear things. Yeah. I talk to people. And I remember hearing, like, other people being like, well, you treated that person like this. And I'm like, did not. Huh. <laughs> not accurate. But okay. Um, yeah. Like, knowing that she shit on me like that, even though a lot of the stuff was not true, knowing people took her sides, that freaked me out. And then seeing her. Because here's the situation, right? I'm at the register and stores out and a girl walks in out of the corner of my eye and um listeners i'm really into redheads and i see a redhead a thick redhead walk out in the corner of my eye and i'm like oh, my type poggers <laughs> and then i look at her profile and i start in my head i'm start alarms start going off and i'm like no fucking way no fucking way this is the only situation this could have happened i haven't talked to her since the only situation up. you're at work where, like, I, I it's very her, possible yeah, i have her blocked on everything at the moment like you know i i i never wanted to really see her again and here i am faced yeah. with like my least like this is next to a robbery for most uncomfortable situation that can happen at work seeing a girl you dated and haven't talked to in like a well over a year knowing that's the last person you dated and they're like firmly moved on and like fine yeah and then like you seeing them in public and being like, shit. I'm actually very proud of myself for how the situation went. It went very normal. If you put the, uh, what I said on a paper, normal quick trip transaction, but I was like, oh, hi, how are you? With like a face that said, hey, what's up? Like, uh-huh. acknowledging the situation. She also did. And asked how I was doing. And I think, I think I may have like had a sigh of relief. Like, oh, you know, pretty good. <laughs> Now, whether or not she took this out of context and made me look bad, I'm going to think she just mistook that body language as me saying, like, what was it? What was it? Scoffing. You scoffed, scoffed at, her. at her. and said these things. When I had zero intention doing that, you I was just glad asshole. the situation wasn't super awkward. I thought I was winning in this situation. Oh my god, this isn't awkward. It's going completely fine. And I talked to the, the manager I was working with that shift. I'm like, that was... I just... That was awesome. I'm so proud of myself. Oh. I was just really happy with the way I handled that. It's thing. an awesome moment when you like feel the need to tell someone that like, dude, I just did that. Oh, I just accomplished that. Happen. Yeah. And then I only told the only person I told that I saw them that week or that day, even like only person I told in general until I started telling the story later was Victor. That weekend I hung out with Joey and Jory and I think one other person again. And I start telling the story. Like, I'm like, Oh, guess who I saw? Both their they named Oh, they knew and I'm who like, it was. How the fuck did you know that? And they went on to explain that I guess she had gone telling this tale, and that's how I know she mistook my body language at least for what happened. Yeah, and that was the reminder. It's tough. It, it's hard to like. I don't know. I feel like it's tough to rag on people for like things they do after relationships because like they're just trying to move on and like saying that you scoffed or whatever. Is yeah, a dude. Way that's to... again. That's another way for people to like look at me like an asshole. I remember hearing. From a, a mutual friend of ours, Cassie, that she, um, a friend of mine and hers, Austin, who's much closer to her now, and even in the moment, um, 
I guess he had said to her, like, oh, like, I wonder, like, you know, with what you have with you and Logan, like, he's such a great guy. I can't believe, like, some of the stuff he said. She got really fucking mad at him. <laughs> How dare Super. you say anything good about him? Yeah, because, like, I'm pretty okay friends with most of those guys. We played COD together when I had internet, good internet options. Um, and they're really fun dudes. Like, they know how to have a good time. They're always, like, doing something. But yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's, like, a lot of groups that, like, are out there that we could probably link up with, but, like, we don't. We never have. Yeah. Our, our group, we've had, I think of the people that have come in and out of the group, at least, is, like, supporting cast. <laughs> you know, are we ever going to have, like, a final, like, what, Eric welcome when he comes back to that 70s show for the final episode with some of these people, you know? Do I remember this? Eric welcome? Like... That 70s show when Eric came back. Eric, on, like, did Eric life. leave? He did. He left to Africa in the final season and the show got bad. Is that our group? Are we getting bad because some of the characters <laughs> left to go to Africa? That's kind of how... I've always thought of our friend group as like almost like a sitcom. And like certain characters leave. See, I feel like when you like get raised episode. like watching sitcoms, they become like a playbook for like how your life is supposed to go. Dude, really is. With a lot of like I bad think... ideas in those shows. <laughs> Dude, awful ideas. I always like... I think I talked to my... Some, some some of the friends at the time about this like I'm like yeah the people that go in and out are supporting characters for that season and the main characters are always the people that I guess are in the, in the OG group chat is how I thought of it like that's how the arc like the, the, the group structure was in my mind mm-hmm. and again dude if you're not the main character in your own head what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you cause I'm I'm the goddamn ma- main character I have the misfortune in every episode and that's how I thought of myself, I guess, in group situations for a while. I was also, I felt like one of the, like the only person in the group that as an individual, I could hang out with any person as an individual in our friend group Probably and have true. a really good time. Yeah. Cause like. Me and Haley did not hang out. No. You and, you and Chloe could not oh, hang no. out. Hell no. I, I don't think we could have each other on social media either, apparently. <laughs> no. Um, some of the girls, like the girls could not like, what? Victor was in the group a little bit. You think a single girl <laughs> Victor when I won? Fuck no. Uh, I don't know who would have been more uncomfortable. Probably the girls. Yeah, the girls would have. I think Mason maybe could have. Yeah, Mason probably could have. Mason's just a fun yeah, guy he to be around. I think that needs to be your next guest. Him or Joey. Joey, I don't think yeah. Joey could and Haley could hang out. That would have been awkward. They were really, like, they were funny friends in groups. So. We, hung, we hung out a bunch, like, after high school. Like, after graduation, that was, like, yeah. the group I'd hang out with. It was, like, Haley, Jory, Joey. And, like, it'd be a revolving door. Interesting group. Yeah, it was it was fun. Dependable. At the time. Some now. Stable people there. Really stable people. Fun people, dude. Um, They helped me through all that fucking shit with, uh... Yeah, and then... That really is such a turning point, I feel like, in my, like, that's what I think of as a pivot point in my life, almost. All that. In your arc? That was the tip of the arc? Well, that's just, like, for one arc. In my my person. I guess that was a changing point for me. That's when I stopped, like, I guess that was the wake-up call for me that I was, like, out of high school. That I had to learn to grow myself, and I had to do so many things. And I had never had a situation where so many people I'd actually become friends with uh, changed the way they looked at me. Based on you know a course of a month, it was pretty wild, and I don't know why because this is it's definitely not this deep for her. 
where the situation isn't at least. No. But I, I definitely like that's like a turning point in my life during that yeah. whole situation. I think I'm a way better person now. And I, I treat people better. I see things with a less biased eye and from a more technical standpoint of reflect on myself first than I ever have. Because I think I, I, I'm a way less, even though I'm still a selfish person, I think most, like almost everybody is to an extent. Just like There's always going to be certain selfish. things. Yeah. I don't know if inherently, but you know, you got to feed yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've become way, way more like understanding of circumstances. There's still, I'm still working to be better. I think everybody is. I, I can name so many moments where I could have handled the situation better. You know, it's good. I do miss uh, hanging out with Joey and Jory. Since you've been back, we haven't hung out a single time. Nope. With them. Because they're trying to be safe for Belle in quarantine. For Belle? Yeah, cause her swim season in case something oh, yeah. come for her, which is okay. like, hey, like, what? that's <laughs> a really nice decision. I hope you do it well. Because the last time I hung out with Joey was for his birthday. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. a big day right there, a big birthday. It was a big podcast. We just hit, we're well over two hours now. We're at two hours and six minutes or something like that. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed my time too. I, hope to I could talk for another hour, but I feel like we'd be reliving stuff the listeners have no clue about. You know, that was probably most of this, but that's okay. It was good for us. <laughs> I had fun. Yeah, me too. Post it on our stories? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah.